Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 100, shit, 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 44 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premiere and most prepared video game podcast of all time, audio and visual. And Tonight, we're also divisible what 12 in this episode. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Perfectly even. Uh, tonight, we've got your review of the Resident Evil Showcase. Uh, Microsoft tried to change their Xbox Live tiers. Uh, that was quickly reversed. We'll discuss what was happening there. Uh, Tingle Creator retires from Nintendo. Uh, no more tingling. Created, unfortunately. <laughs> no more tingling in Nintendo. Uh, we're losing our vision in a blizzard. Uh, great job there, Brant. We're on our way to crash into something, maybe? Yeah. Uh, we're certainly not going to be pro skating away from anything else. I'll stop. Yeah. <laughs> Resident Evil 4 remake rumored setbacks. We have your uh, PlayStation Plus games. I almost said PlayStation games with gold. We have your PlayStation Plus games for February. They're quite fucking good, if I do say so myself. And we have your Xbox Live games with gold for the month. Can't remember if I've seen that. I wish I was actually impressed with it. I was like, oh, they're actually doing something this month. And then Sony came out swinging with air. So I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <man." laughs> heavy hitters. Hey, they're both good. We all win, right? Just like we did in January. I'm mm-hmm. Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Newsmaster Brant McKee. It's my pleasure to, to curate the news, man. Curate the news. You sift through all possible stories, tweets, uh, Instagram models. You pour through a lot of content to bring us the greatest in uh, in video game news every week. And we have a recent uh, TV table model, Cesar Concepcion II. Welcome, Cesar. I work 60% of the time every time. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what model of TV tray would you recommend for us this week? We have a review back there. we got two remotes. We have a PS5 DualSense. We have a Pulse Elite headset. Brant's got his. Damn, I should have mine in the picture. Y'all fuckers got both of yours. I'm I part mean, of the club now, too. So, yeah, like that. that is like um, to explain that table. So, like, every certain what I hear. in my day where I take this book out and then I study this book. And then I do it on that table, and then Ooh. turn back around and start working again. So, yeah, I know somebody who just passed that about two months ago. If you need any uh, brain dumps, I hook you up. I'm just now. I'm just kind of reviewing over. I, I got it down pat now. I'm I'm already on doing a Microsoft Azure uh, cloud certification right now. So you know your TCP IPs, my transmission control protocols. Yeah, you're already set. Mm-hmm. All right, gentlemen, we got a uh, metric shit ton of news here this week. Starting with, we knew this was going to happen last week, but um, happened the day after we recorded. The day after we recorded, so this is like a week old at this point. But we had a, a Resident Evil Direct hosted by Brittany Baumbrocker, and it brought us a lot of Resident Evil news. Anybody got a good summary of this? Any of our resident Resident Evil fans? <laughs> <laughs> we have a title. It didn't take long. <laughs> Uh, so the main takeaways from this is that the uh, new Resident Evil Village will be releasing um, on May 7th In of Crossing? this year. Is this an Animal Crossing story? Oh, God, there was one. No. Our fucking uh, correspondent should have had it on there. No, <laughs> I, t- I specifically <laughs> left it off. I specifically left it off. Damn it, Brian. You know, you fucking know. <laughs> I've man. left that, the that island. It only pops out four times a year. You got to be on it. Man. How am I supposed to know get if we're a game job. I don't play anymore? Get one yeah. job. <laughs> what am I supposed to get my news for a game I don't play anymore? Come on. Uh, but it'll, it'll be out uh, May 7th on uh, all current 
uh, platforms. Um, and what they say in this article as current gen consoles, I consider them technically now last gen consoles. They've got to be. As soon as that new console comes out, that is the current gen. Are we, are we yeah. all We're in agreement on that? We're not yeah. going to debate that on this podcast. <laughs> Current uh, gen is what's out now. Yeah. The, the I, I'll defend them and say that this whole um, direct thing they had on there, whatever they call it, it got pushed back from last year. So that's probably why. They just didn't change the language. That's fair. Yeah. That is fair. I'll give them that. Yeah, true. But um, no, yeah, uh, you know, PS4 and Xbox One is dead. So long live the king. Uh, but we got a uh, pretty pretty good trailer uh, of Village um, showing off a little bit of gameplay um showing off a li- like a little bit more of, of the story some of the the main antagonists um and then they showed us uh, RE verse which comes free with your purchase of uh Resident Evil Village All right I read and that as reverse am I not supposed reverse. to it it is a uh, it's got the similar title as that um Hyper Dimension game which is also titled Reverse that's coming on PS5 and this, I honestly don't know how I feel about it. I guess it's free, so it'll be worth a worth a try. For anyone um, who buys Village. Yes. Is this their standalone multiplayer they were talking about that we talked about a couple months back? This is a different thing, right? I, I think this is a completely different thing. Is they, it going to be like Mercenaries, or did they talk about it at all? This one seems like a greatest hits of like uh, Resident Evil characters across the whole universe, and they throw them in there, and it's like almost... Like a deathmatch style type game was like it. Yeah, they haven't gone into more details about what it was or what it did. It just didn't look uh, very different than what they normally do. A hundred Resident Evil characters drop onto an island. I it, can I even name a hundred. Zombies would be like eighty of them. It was a bunch of different builds of Wesker, right? Can't you have like a Wesker from each game as a character? Bullshit, oh, Wesker from Resident Evil Five is the only one you need. Oh. The one that fucking teleports all over the place like a fucking vampire. I'm like, I remember that. Fours battle was kind of weird too. Yeah. All right. What other news did we get? And then, other than that, the 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 last thing they kind of threw at us uh, was a uh, demo that was available uh, right at after the show uh, for PlayStation Five, and they said, uh, I believe they said that, that don't worry, the more demos or different demos or the something about the demo will come to other other platforms as well okay well they said a true demo will come i think this one's kind of like a yeah it's or, like, yeah from what i understand i haven't played it yet i tried to download it and send it to somebody else's playstation get out of here but uh it sounds like the kitchen demo almost from the playstation vr is it a similar experience to that or is it a little bit more to it mm, it's a little bit more it's it's very short i mean you can sit down and play it within like i don't know maybe five minutes or so ten minutes oh shit something like oh, that game it's, I can it's, beat. Yeah, it's very brief. Um, but How is it? You guys played it? Uh, yes, twice. I haven't played it yet. Yeah. Twice? Okay. I played it Brand twice. Covered and, in your games play. And then I put it time. in. I put Katie in there too. Oh, nice. <laughs> Did you use the 3D audio on the headset? Uh, the first time I played it, um, I still played it with uh, a different headset. And then as soon as I got the uh, Pulse 3D, I put those. Uh, put those on and, and redid yeah. the demo and I could tell a difference with those uh, pulse 3d for sure. Yeah, they work, man. You can tell when doors are open behind you to the left of you, the right of you. So I'm like, Oh shit. 
So it, it, that, hap- that happens when I play Resident Evil 7 also, because I can hear him walking around upstairs, and I know he's coming <laughs> down for my ass. Mark Cerny in the power of the vio. He gave yeah, this yeah. to us. And one thing I didn't do before in, until tonight, because I hadn't even thought about it, was actually go in and adjust the uh, 3D audio settings. So oh. now I've kind of adjusted to what I think is my level, and uh, I, I want to see if there's a, a difference now. I need to do that on mine. Thanks for a heads up. Yeah, I, I, it, I just something I completely forgot about until uh, like a day or two after getting them, and I was like, right, next time I get a second, I'm gonna try to adjust it and see where I'm at. Yeah, very cool. Is it pretty easy to find in the system menu? Yeah, um, you just go to system settings, and then you go down to sounds, and literally right below the uh, the option to turn on off 3D audio, it's right there. Is it adjust 3D audio? And there's there's five different sound profiles and it tells you you know pick the one that um <laughs> i believe is like ear level is what they say okay is how, they, how they phrase it pick what sounds most like ear level did you ever have uh i think you could do this with the other like the gold and platinum and all that but i know cesar had the old pulse elites the ones with like the super heavy bass but you could download sound profiles per game on those and it would tell you the game as you were cycling through them. Like I remember the the one it would say Bloodboard, and then there was like Killzone, Shooter, Action. Like it would scroll through. It would give it, you this. Like, identify, <laughs> yeah, because they would identify the profiles. Yeah, I think I, I have a. I think I still have mine. It's like the the metal frames in the top. Yeah, I have my Pulse Elite still, and they they shake like. <laughs> <laughs> it it vibrates just for the hell of vibrating. It was like Sony's extreme answer to the beats at the time. Well, there it was like way on the back. Yeah, bass extra, yeah. bass only, only bass, no trouble. So, so why did since we're touching on audio for a minute with the Pulse 3D? Why did they come with the dongle still? Why didn't they let go of the dongle stuff? Was is there a reason for tying into that still? Um, I assume it's just just another option um i don't know if you have to use them wired in the uh vr situation oh so like straight um, to the headset yeah or into the controller um, yeah I, i'm not sure if you if you have to wire them into that little uh the part of the controller on the on the headset or if you can uh just leave them wireless i haven't i haven't tried it but i know right. that that's one of the things that they show uh in the in the instruction manual is using that uh headphone jack for the for the vr headset uh i think it's something to do with uh somebody mentioned online that uh, pushing audio through bluetooth is not reliable for those consoles that's why nobody really does it Um, i've had issues with them i I think i've talked about on this podcast like i always had interference with something it's like i'm I'm looking at it like what's wrong with this that's why they have the nub on there because it's 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 wireless it's not bluetooth that's why that so, makes sense. Yeah. I had nothing but issues with Bluetooth headsets with my PS4, and I, I gave up on it and started just using whatever corded ones I could straight to the controller. I think I documented on this podcast talking about there's a setting you can you can turn off where it doesn't even use it, and it only routes audio through the headset. And I had good I had good luck with the PS4 audio after that. Uh, we're talking about Resident Evil. Uh, the did we know there was going to be PS4 and Xbox One versions of this before this announcement? They said they were going to try to put it on um the ps4 and uh original xbox but they weren't making any promises yeah i mean this is an re engine game right they're still using that same engine Mm -hmm. 
So it should be plenty scalable. This should be fine. But I just, I have like visions of cyberpunk dancing in my head where the last gen <laughs> version. Uh, <laughs> cyberpunk will haunt us forever. Yeah, it fucks the one that the current gen version, as we've established now in this podcast, from forever going forward. Um, you know, where it kind of nukes the capabilities of it because they had to they had to make so many different versions of it. But uh, Capcom and CD Projekt Red, you're talking about two totally different studios there. So the, I don't um, think this is going to happen with, with this game. I think the last they said when those leaks were coming out was that they were trying to do it on current gen, but they were having frame rate issues. So mm. it just all depends on what they had to tweak to get it down there. So I think that's why they didn't want to promise it. But at this point, you kind of have to because you don't have enough new consoles out there to push in that type of exclusive and get a return on yep. it or as long as that game has been in development for yeah so. your install base you don't want to abandon your install base of what probably 200 million between xbox one and ps4 yeah i mean that's Possibly. that's I, that's probably sounds about right so yeah because i think I would, uh ps4 was closing in on like 110 120 maybe I, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out with a cloud version so for the switch for they switch did, they did for seven in Japan, so so I wouldn't be surprised depending on how well Hitman and Control did. So they might do that. Is there any prerequisites to eight? Do you have to have played any of the other ones leading into it? Seven. Yeah, seven is the big one to have played. I would I would assume because it revolves around the same um, character from seven. I mean, because you have Ethan, Mia, and then Chris Redfield. Those are the three characters from seven that carry over in eight. So gotcha. Right. Now don't Good ask me how that they already ruined it for me with the Mia thing because I don't ask me how Mia got an eight, but I guess something happens in seven, she gets in there. So, <laughs> uh, May but then 7th. you saw what then you saw what happened with her when they showed that in the, the in the game. So, I don't uh, think Red, Redfield takes her out. So in the very beginning, uh, did we know it was May seventh? Was that date new? Yes. Yeah. May seventh, twenty twenty one. I should uh, I should finish the quote there. So go check out the gameplay. We got all that information from The Verge. Thank you, The Verge. The next story. Okay, this was a this was a roller coaster. And <laughs> <laughs> the Verge summarizes it. Uh, so basically, I don't think we need all their details. Uh, Microsoft announced in a press briefing um, Friday, along with, along with some really good uh, Game Pass numbers. Well, you said it was Friday. It was last Friday. Yeah. Yep. All right. So they announced all of a sudden there's going to be a change in the pricing structure for Xbox Live. Uh, basically the, there's the first one, everything was going to double essentially. So a year's yeah. worth of Xbox live was going to be 120 bucks, which, um, especially in today's climate with people, more people than ever before playing online games to double that, that barrier of entry for that ecosystem outside of game pass. They almost made it to where, and I, I'm pretty sure this was their intention, they made it almost the same price as Game Pass. Like, you were better off going ahead and doing Game Pass Ultimate, which they want people in that ecosystem. But this is just the regular old Xbox Live. Like, just pay this to get your free games with gold and to do online gaming, which you still, at the time, had to pay for for free-to-play games, like Fortnite and somebody help me with another free-to-play game on Xbox. Uh, whatever that Modern Warfare equivalent of it. Oh, yeah, the, uh, Warzone. the one that's Warzone. so huge. And, oh, that's it, that's it. Uh, G- GTA 5 online, uh, you name it, you got it. So so there was immediate backlash. People were freaking out. Like, not cool. Middle of a pandemic. Don't do this. 
you know, and as a goodwill gesture, I'm sure they didn't have this planned because they had already shipped these new codes to retailers like they were already getting the cards and everything. Uh, they issued a statement. I'll read the statement. It's a better summary of everything. Uh, we messed up today, and you were right to let us know. Connecting and playing with friends is a vital part of gaming, and we failed to meet the expectations of gamers of players who count on it every day. As a result, we have decided not to change Xbox Live Gold pricing. We're turning this moment into an opportunity to bring Xbox Live more in line with how we see the player at the center of their experience. For free-to-play games, you will no longer need an Xbox Live membership to play those games on Xbox. We are working hard to deliver this change as soon as possible in the coming months. Which I read later that was already in the works. Uh, back to their quote. If you're in if you are an Xbox Live Gold member already, you stay at your current price for renewal. New and existing members can continue to enjoy Xbox Live Gold for the same price as they pay today. In the US, ten dollars or nine nine ninety nine for one month, twenty four ninety nine for three months, thirty nine ninety nine for six months, and fifty nine ninety nine for retail twelve months. Thank you. <laughs> so the uh, the immediate backlash, like this was the the story for all of one day. As it was uh, turmoil and then reversal all in one. So do you think they did the right thing? I think this is pretty straightforward. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they... Because I think what what happened before their press conference is those cards, those code cards started leaking. And yep. it people got confused when it said six months for 59. Yep. And then once it started making the rounds, they're like, wait a minute, that means everything's doubled. That means 124 a year, and it the argument can be made that, especially with something like Game Pass around, at 59 a year now, are you really getting that value out of the games with gold we get, you know, during yeah. the year? Is it really worth that price at already? And then now they're doubling it. There's there was there a are, few people. There are a significant amount of people who only do the online they don't do game yeah. pass and i'm i have true. somehow fallen into that where i'm just using it for halo essentially so but there's people i talked to i mean some people joked about it and was just like well i guess i'm gonna get another job to support uh my <laughs> xbox live online but there's other people that are like man fuck them I, I, i'm done I'm, I'm you know i'll cancel my subscription if they're yeah. you know and just like before they reversed it and, and redid that uh the free to play uh, is going to really be free to play. Um, uh, every other place uh, already has it like that. I mean, you you went to Sony or Nintendo or Android, iOS. You could download most of these free to play games on their platform and not pay anything extra yeah. to play with people. I didn't know. So Xbox I was the only person Fortnite doing that. Was free to play everywhere, oh, online no. included. I did not know that. That was news to me. Yeah, I think the only thing they loosened up on. Was what the uh, Netflix, right? And they got rid of that paywall for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Right, you right still have to have gold for Netflix? On the old 360, you did, yeah. Oh, okay. When we went to original it's Xbox One, after they had the walk access and stuff, they took it away from Netflix. But you used to have to have gold for Netflix, yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> oh. I mean, that's before now you can get Netflix on it uh, on a fucking any TV ever made. Refrigerator. Any, and yeah, mm-hmm. shit. Maybe a washing machine if you find a good one out there, but. <laughs> We wash a lot of clothes. It might be beneficial. <laughs> I just don't stay in there and watch them. <laughs> you might with the Netflix. You can. On you there, can. Man. Yeah, <laughs> you can. You can alternate between Netflix and Skyrim because everything else, play, you know, plays Skyrim yep. too. So, I wish. Uh, I wish my washing machine was a Maytag, like the commercial. I miss those commercials where the dude is just like sitting there juggling the dishes and the clothes and all that, where he like stays running the whole time. We talked a lot about commercials this episode. 
Uh, so they walked that back. Uh, things are now more in line with what they have been for, what, since the 360 days, as far as uh, Xbox Live Gold structure. And between the three of us, I don't think we've ever paid full price. I know I've never paid full price for a Gold or Ultimate subscription. So those deals are out there. And I think all of us are set with PlayStation Plus for years to come. Coming to like 2025 or some bullshit like that. I can't remember what it was. I kept uh, every time I keeps going on it for like twenty three dollars. I was like, oh, okay, I just kept yep. buying them. So I was like, for a year. My uh, I have a PlayStation Capital One card, and it's like the the PlayStation Plus is like half off all the time. So when I get enough rewards to it, I just grab it and throw it on there, and just, I just I'm never out anything. So it's like keep it going. And but PlayStation I, Plus seems to have stepped up his game recently. I don't know what's happening, but we're gonna get to that. But damn, it's gotten good. I think what we need to learn how to do, and I've seen people uh, respond on Twitter, is like if we we got to figure out how to do the Microsoft rewards because I think somebody had their Microsoft rewards and they said they haven't bought like a Ultimate Game Pass at all ever. They just use the rewards and keep renewing. I think they have like three or four years stacked up. Through what? Like Bing searches and shit? Yeah, doing like the daily <laughs> bullshit on there. And when you play games on there, they, they, like when you open up the Game Pass, they'll give you rewards for that too. When you do like their little uh, like I'll oh, play three games a month or blah blah blah, they give you rewards for that too. Oh, you, I see and, that. And I then you add it to your Microsoft cool. Rewards, and then he, the guy's like, yeah, he uses all that to buy his Game Pass. He said he hasn't, he hasn't paid for Game Pass at all. He's just been using rewards. I need to check that out. Because yeah. he's doing that on Halo. Every time I log into Halo, it's like your daily Game Pass thing to, yeah. it's ready to turn in. I'm like, I own this game. If you want to give me that as Game Pass, whatever. But I, I fucking own this game. It's not a Game Pass game for me. So once you open up your Game Pass app, there's a section in there, and it says you can turn in your your points and then you turn in your points and they'll give you uh microsoft rewards and then from there you can use that to purchase uh the subscriptions from them so mm-hmm. so you can essentially get all this stuff paying for nothing depending on how much how far you go down that rabbit hole so all right, I, took, I took a look at it the other day and it's like it is possible i go i think it's like twenty one thousand points for like a certain amount of months of game pass i think i'm i'm already at like fifteen thousand. and i barely play xbox as it is so so i'm like if i actually sat there and played it more i probably get i'd probably easily be able to get that so all right, I'm re-downloading the app. I had to add it back. I haven't used it in forever. Let's see where I'm at. It might make me sign in and take forever. I mean, you can do it as we keep going. I mean, you want to go into the next bit? Let's do it. <laughs> uh, so the next one is, uh, I guess I'll take it, even though this is, might be more, since he's a Nintendo correspondent and he didn't do the fucking Animal Crossing <laughs> thing. Uh, the designer. I could do uh, it. I could do it. You want to do this one, then? I can I, I I just chose this article because I thought it was hilarious that they specifically said that he was the Tingle designer when Go he's <laughs> when he's done when he's done other it. things that I thought you know might be a little bit more should notable. outweigh the, the Tingle fucking Star Fox man get out of here. <laughs> so anyway, it's a uh, the Tingle designer uh, Takeya uh, Imamura um, parted ways with Nintendo after I believe it was like 32 years. Um, oh. So a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. But literally that's that's the that is the the head of head of the article from um Nintendo Life here and then right below it in like uh not as bold like smaller text is also known for his work on Star Fox and F0. So I saw him uh I saw him take a picture with uh Dylan Cuthbert recently on Twitter. But yeah, he um, uh, he actually was uh, he he did a lot of the art direction on things like Majora's Mask, uh, F Zero. 
Obviously, um, isn't that when Star Fox. Yeah. Mask? yeah. Yeah, he was a graphic designer on F on F Zero, and um, he designed uh, Fox McCloud. Um, so I mean, it's it, but yeah, 30, 30, 32 years. That's our and, magic number, Brant. Uh, oh gosh, I don't know. <laughs> well, hopefully, it's a long fucking time. <laughs> gosh. Uh, 32 years sounds like a long time, but it's probably going to be, yeah, somewhere around 30, 30 years. It did to me. I'm in, I'm 14 deep. It did to me. But 14, I mean, man, it's it's going to be surreal. I mean, because from uh, I think it was posted on uh, his Facebook, yeah, that he just he just this is my last day going to work. Um, it took a uh, he took a selfie. Oh, in the empty office. I uh, guess I won't be coming back here anymore, uh, as you'd expect. I'll miss it, and that was, you know, really all he all he said. And I mean, we, I mean, everybody knows um, Miyamoto uh, and you know Reggie and you know, all these other you know names that are synonymous with Nintendo. But we, you know, he's one of those that you may have not heard of. And I mean, the man worked worked there for thirty two years. Worked on. Uh, several iconic properties uh, and and brought them to life and gave them these very unique um, styles and art direction. So, but he's he's retired and he's hopefully moving on to to bigger and better things. Or maybe he's just gonna fully retire and he he just gets to gets to relax now. But either way, congratulations to him. Played a lot a lot of F Zero and Star Fox in my day. I love both of those games. Good soundtracks. Tingle's designer. Tingle's designer. Pretty good stuff. I mean, Tingle is an odd bod, odd ball. So, created Captain Falcon and Fox McCloud. So, Smash Brothers uh, fans should definitely be a fan of his. The Imamura is the the ship from Dead Space, isn't it? Or is it something close to that? It is something similar to that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I don't think it's exactly like that. Hey, in that same presser about the vaccine, they said that they're trying to eliminate dead space in each file to get five <laughs> doses out of each one. I'm like, no, I've seen where this goes. <laughs> Why would you do this? Don't people don't tell people there's dead space in the vaccine file. It is a. Uh, it, it is called the Ishimura. It's really, I- Ishimura. Ishimura. Straight yeah. eyeball. Ishimura. Says, "Are thank you for the live uh, correction there." Uh yeah, because I still that is still one of my most memorable games from anything. It's Dead Space Two and you had to get the shot in the eye to extract the information out of it. Ugh. It just reached its uh ten year anniversary. It's now a retro game. Enjoy your favorite retro game, Dead Space Two. I own multiple versions of that game on multiple platforms. So actually, I have a surplus. I have an extra PS3 copy if somebody needs one. I saw it at the top of my surplus bin as I was chucking some other shit in there. All the surplus I have are I looked down there all super expensive. Oh, so, that's so a far. good thing. Yeah. Not not a dead. Oh, it's a limited edition Dead Space too, there which I go. think they all were. Yeah, I think I all so. of them say limited with, with, with the online pass. Yeah, <laughs> free online pass. Oh God, you remember that era where you had to if you bought a used copy, you had to pay ten dollars to play whatever game it was oh. online. Yeah. I mean, that's when that, that generation was going on for too long, and they were like, we got to figure out a way to keep making money. Yep. And, you know, everybody's online not playing these games. So I'm like, 
It was the anti-blockbuster. Like, we got to find a way to combat this. We're not getting these sales. Uh, Gamatsu reports Vicarious Visions merged into Blizzard, fully dedicated to existing Blizzard games. So we're about to get fucked on. (laughs) (laughs) Brant, we were saying the same thing in two different manners. Uh, So Vicarious Visions... Man, they've been around forever. I uh, We played a Vicarious Visions game earlier this week. And uh, they've just been around for a long, long time. Uh, they were port masters to start with. And uh, recently they're known for what Yamatsu points out. Uh, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2. So they worked on both of those. And those are both critically and commercially successful and, and, and highly acclaimed. Um. This quote from GameIndustry.biz says they are now fully dedicated to existing Blizzard games and initiatives. After collaborating with Vicarious Visions for some time and developing a great relationship, uh, Blizzard realized there was an opportunity for Vicarious Visions to provide long-term support. So they've been a part of Activision since 2005, I think it is. I can't remember if it's in the story or not. Uh, but they've been they've been under the Activision umbrella for quite some time. Uh, the game that I played was actually a, an Activision game as well. Uh, there's an update to the story, according to a Bloomberg report by Jason Schreier, citing people familiar with the game, the developer's plans. Vicarious Visions has been working with Blizzard since 2020 on the Diablo franchise. Oh, they've been working since 2020. It's been a hell of a long time. <laughs> on the Diablo franchise, including a remake of Diablo 2. So we'll see if that something comes to fruition on that. Uh, anything else in there? Uh, this kind of sucks. I don't know. EA is yeah. a, a EA, same same enemy, right? Um, Blizzard is known for kind of soaking these people up and uh, the Activision side, that is, for soaking these studios up and just kind of not doing anything with them. You know, these these Blizzard franchises. What are they going to get them settled in on? Is it is it going to be Diablo? Is it going to be some Diablo spinoff or a Warcraft expansion or? You never know. I mean, we moan as gamers, but maybe this is stability for the studio, for these employees. So, I mean, they mentioned in the article that after that whole Warcraft 3 reforged, how badly that went. It seems like that's, this is what contributed to that. Man, I totally forget that so. that came and went. I totally forget Warcraft 3 even came out. Because I think was not well received. I think whatever company did that, I think that they said that dissolved it. Was that Eternal Team in Blizzard? They said that's the whole reason why Vicarious Vision got moved in. Because I guess they liked the work they were doing on Diablo 2, and they were like, all right, let's 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 make this change. Vicarious Visions presents... Boom, 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 boom. Let's see what other games they worked on. They got a long history. They did a lot of portable games. I think... um. I remember playing Vigilante 8 on the Game Boy Color, and they did that port for that one. I think they did that really, really good uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 for GBA, that launch title. Uh, if I am not mistaken, I believe mm, you are yep. correct. They were founded in 1990, 30 years ago, in Albany, New York. Uh, the first game was Synergist for Microsoft DOS in 1996. There's your Vigilante 8 on Game Boy Color. Spider-Man on uh, Microsoft Windows. <laughs> Barbie Magic Genie Adventure for Game Boy Color. Uh, there it is, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 for PlayStation. Uh, and for Game Boy Advance. They did the Crash Bandicoots for Game Boy Advance, Frogger Advance. 
uh, Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast on GameCube and Xbox. Uh, where's the game that I was mentioning I played? Uh, Crash 2 Entrance. That was a Game Boy game. I thought they worked on that uh, Crash reboot, but I don't see it on here. Maybe I messed up on that one. I think it was that Toys for Bob or something like that were the ones that did it. Yeah, I was thinking um, uh, they worked on Crash Nitro Kart. No, they, they you go to the bottom. They're down there. Crash Bandicoot and Insane Trilogy. They're down yep. there. They did do that one. Uh, Shrek 2. That'll be in my games play, but they worked on, <laughs> they worked on Shrek 2. <laughs> uh, over the head. So a lot of licensed stuff. Guitar Hero. I forgot they got roped in all the Guitar Hero stuff. Oh, yeah, when they overmote that very quickly. Kind of right the right there alongside Neversoft almost. And then uh, a lot of Skylanders games. Uh, Destiny 2 as a support team for Bungie. Hmm. After Bungie went under that umbrella. That's interesting. Hmm. Canceled games. Untitled Crash Bandicoot game 2012. So they already had some... They were already working with it some until then. Oh, they did the port of Doom 3 to the Xbox, which is kind of a technical showcase for the mm-hmm. original Xbox. And we never got uh, we never got their Guitar Hero 7. Could have kept uh, killing my 7's theme. <laughs> You're the 7. Yeah. Call of Duty Roman Wars. What the fuck was that going to be? <laughs> 2008. That was canceled. What was that going to be? Uh, I don't know, man. That's very Assassin's Creedy, like so. Yep. All right. We wish the best of luck to Vicarious Visions employees now roped into Blizzard properties and not full Activision properties. May they forever have work to do and bring us quality entertainment. What can you say? Uh, who wants to take this Resident Evil Four remake rumor? It's a tongue twister. Uh, I can go briefly over without having to read it. It's basically there was some disagreement uh, within internally at Capcom with M2, who did the Resident Evil 3, uh, about the direction they wanted to take the game. Uh, where M2 wanted to be more faithful to the original, and where uh, Capcom wanted to do some changes like they did with Resident Evil 2 and expand upon certain aspects of the game like they did with Mr. X. That wasn't originally there to yeah. kind of like surprise people. So just to clarify, this is not the infamous Portmaster M2. This is M-T-W-O. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had to reread it myself. M- M2, I'm just going to keep calling it M2. M-2, it doesn't matter. Um, they were the ones that handled <laughs> the Resident Evil 3 uh, remake, which uh, is kind of a mixed bag for some people. Um, but yeah, that's essentially what it's about. And so now they're moving the development internally into Capcom. I think they said they... It, Supposedly, this game would be probably pushed back another year or two. Um, and they didn't say about what was already done and if they're keeping anything that was already done with them. So, Because, I mean, they were doing they were doing this with uh, in accordance with that studio anyways. It just That studio was just providing su- support to M-2. That was the only difference. Now that studio is doing the main development for it. So. Which I think it was... Uh, there we go. It was Capcom's Consumer Games Development Division 1. And this is all from uh, Gematsu from Sauramano. Thank you, Sal, for the news. He builds our news every week, along with Brant. They sit in the room together. Brant and Sal. Y'all yeah. hash everything out. You go through yeah. all the Instagram models and everything. 
Skype calls and like, all right, we're gonna talk about this this week. Get out your pulse headset. Let's talk. (laughs) Yep. All right. Next up, we have your uh, games with gold and PlayStation Plus titles. We have like nonstop good lists. We didn't do this games with gold list last week. No. Mm -mm. It's been that recent. You you would have been like, oh, Gears Five, a great one. I mean. (laughs) I already know what you would have said, and you didn't say that at all last week. We were all about the Isle of Tims uh, last week. That's on Game Pass. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Isle of Tims. That demo comes out tomorrow. Please tell me everybody's downloading it. I, I read that oh, article yeah. from Michael Fay from Kotaku where he's like, you got to jump on the Tims, question mark, Tims. I was like, well, you're jumping on Tims? What the fuck is happening? We're already there. We, we already did that joke last week. We are, on, we are on peak 2021 already with just one game yep. that comes out. Isle soon. of Tims. Yep. I read one preview and I didn't even read it. I just read the caption. It said, uh, Battle in Wonderland is a Wonder World. I think it's Wonder World. It <laughs> has a Wonder lot of World. Sonic Adventure and a lot of knights in it. And I was yeah. like, fuck yes. <laughs> Sign me up. You saw that the nice, guy, the nice guy is making this with him also with Yuji. So it's like they're treating this like a, like a successor to knights in some aspects. So Fahey's in Atlanta, man. We need to get him on our podcast and, and rope him into the, the Southeast Premier Video Game Podcast. I like Mr. Fahey. He's been there forever. By geographic location? Yeah. We will okay. absorb you. And start spreading out. Uh, so your games for February with Games with Gold. This comes from the Xbox, the official Xbox Wire uh, News Blast. From February 1st through 28th, which is the whole month, you get Resident Evil. The remake, or I guess the port of the GameCube. That that was remade after the GameCube one, right? Didn't they touch it up as an HD one? This was a port of the GameCube one, of that GameCube remake. Right. But it's you are correct. just like PS3 and all that stuff. This is like, hey, you you can play this in 1080p now, and it doesn't yep. look like shit. Yep. On a, a hey, 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 careful, careful, careful. Doesn't look like doesn't shit look on like HDTV. On modern display. There we go. Thanks. Yeah, there we go. HDTV, man. Come on. Uh, Dondara Tools of Fear, Trials of Fear Edition <laughs> is your game from March 16th to March 15th. So that's your mid-month one. Uh, also all month is Gears 5, which was my game of the year last year, if I remember right. That's a good-ass game. Brand, if you never touched that one, definitely highly recommend. Uh, keeping on our Indiana Jones theme from last week, you can get Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb from the original Xbox from February 1st through February 15th. This is a very good game. Highly recommend. Uh, the upscaled efforts uh, on the backwards compatibility team are really good. And Lost Planet Dose from February 16th through February 28th. Um, these are all really good games. I don't well, I don't know much about Dondara Trials of Fear. Are you familiar with that one? Mm, no. Mm-mm. But again, another super strong month. They quit doing the whole, like, here's your value for the month. I always like seeing that, like, where they would say, here, oh, no, there it is. With, yeah, that's uh, right there. Yeah, $105 in value and 5,060 points in gamer score. So pretty pretty strong month all around. Uh, you, auto, you already got Gears 5 in Game Pass, so that's that might be the highlight for these people who were complaining about having to pay $120 a year for, for gold. So they got rewarded. I mean, th- remember this list came out before they were like doing that price increase. That's true. So yeah. like, I guess they were like, see, see, they're going to do that. 
Maybe. But they're finally stepping it up, man. I, I know we've we've we covered this ever since the podcast started. We've gone over what your what your games were with those subscription services because we've subscribed to them, and a lot of people do just to play online. So this is like an added bonus. And there have been some months where it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Who came up with these titles? And even like in the old, um, when we were still getting like PS3 and Vita titles before they cut that out, which we bemoaned on this very podcast. You'd get some stuff, and it's just like, oh, God, why? Sure, I'll throw that license on there because there might be some curiosity years down the road, but not right now. Uh, very strong month from Xbox. Everybody agree? Pretty good? Uh, it's the uh, best I one thought, in a while. It yeah, is. I, it is. Strong I, th- I thought it was really good, and then I saw the uh, PlayStation Plus games, and I was like, oh, shit. Oh, hell. Uh, uh, Brant, what is on there that really blew your socks off? Uh, so our PlayStation Plus games for uh, February were all games I was uh, actually thinking about. You and um, me both. Within yeah, within the past like few weeks. Um, so I think let's see, starting February second to March first, we get uh, Concrete Genie um, on PS4, Control Ultimate Edition, uh, which will be both for. Uh, PS4, and you get the PS5 upgrade. And, and then the uh, last one is Destruction All-Stars, which is that new um, completely like PS5 exclusive game. So um, games as a service type game. Yeah. And along, even along with that, they um, posted a state of play um, for Destruction All-Stars, just kind of showing off how the game is and it just it it looks like one of those i mean you you get several people in a round and it's running around outside your car inside your car wrecking shit get special power-ups and we are gonna play multiple different cars i'm hoping we will it's free i mean my my only Concern is like, oh well, this one was free and it's a PlayStation only title. Bug Snacks was free and it was a PlayStation only title. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I think this one already to me looks more in my avenue than than Bug Snacks did. We all fell oh, off of Bug Snacks pretty quick, right? Yeah, uh, I haven't. I can't say for certain. I haven't started it yet. I downloaded it, so I, I don't know. But you know, I, you look at me. I play weird shit, so. I don't know. I'm not going to speak to you a little bit until I should try it. I like weird shit, too, and it was uh, not for me. I, I see the appeal. It just was not for me. Um, it's 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 great that we're getting Control Ultimate Edition. I wonder, Hell how yes. some, I, I wonder how some people will receive it because they had that whole thing we talked about several months ago where mm-hmm. if you bought, you know, originally bought in, you weren't going to get the upgrade to free Ultimate Edition, and then it did get upgraded on some people's PlayStation accounts to the Ultimate, and then they took it back, and then now we're getting it for free on PlayStation Plus. Yep. So, I don't know. On I'm just, PS4 and PS5, yeah. the Ultimate version, that is. I'm just glad, because I haven't played that game yet, and I it's a good wanted to... It's on yeah, my radar, to, too. I wanted to get the Ultimate Edition, and yep. then now now I do. I get, I get it for free, and then I've, I've completely just keep going back and forth on Concrete Genie. I'm like, yeah, I need to get that game. I need to pick it up. I need to play it, and then also hey, another good ass game. Another I one, yeah. Physical copy because uh, uh, Brant, Cesar, and Michael were raving about it. So 
I platinum that game is very easy platinum. But those are our uh, PS Plus games for February, and they all are, are great titles. This hey, winners all around on both platforms. Uh, yeah, on both Wrong platforms, lineups. they really did <laughs> did good for this this coming month. Yep. I would. Uh, my assumption is also Control Ultimate Edition. It keeps getting rumored for Game Pass. Isn't the regular Control in Game Pass? Mm-hmm. Yes, I don't know which one is on PC. I don't know if the Ultimate is on PC or not. I There's don't think it is. I think that. it's regular Control as well. So good that uh, that game that kind of slid under the radar for so many people is is going to be out there for for access to a lot of folks. So I know Brent and myself are, are two of those. So that's all right. I know you're going to queue it up on PS5 too and see how it looks. Uh, I'll play through it again. Uh, I remember you being stuck on one battle a couple weeks in a row. <laughs> And I was talking about it on the podcast. You were like, fuck this room. <laughs> Look, Apparently the, the, the save states, like the save areas were kind of offset. And it it was fucking gloomy. threw me back so far. And it's like, there was yep. one bit where I had to kill so many people to get to where I was at. And it's like, I had to go through all that shit again. But I mean, that literally has one of, I mean, that's probably one of the best level design games I've ever played in my life. And that one bit where you have to put on the headphones and listen to that song and go through like a, a ever turning maze. That is probably one of those memorable moments of gaming I ever had. So. We'll look them. forward to that then. Yeah. Uh, did they fix some of the save issues with the with the the ultimate edition, or is it more lenient maybe? That I do not know. I haven't played the ultimate edition yet, which which I think it would just be the fucking season pass in there. So I was about I to did. say is that's just all the DLC included, right? Right. I think the only thing different is like uh, that the extra work they did on these uh, next gen upgrades. That's it. Whatever the consoles have for them, they upgraded them for that. So, like the activity cards and dual sense and all that shit. Yep. And that is a pretty neat upgrade for PS5, especially for us PS5 owners. All right, 45 minutes in, we want to go to games played. Yep. Am I kicking us off again? <laughs> <laughs> Are y'all ready for another segment of uh, games my kids played? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're games played, so. Somebody. It it is. I had to set it up. I had to set them up and uh, proctor the the administration of the games. Uh, somebody actually told me this past week that they look forward to games my kids are playing. It was another dad, so that I mean that means a lot. Is it is what gets played in this household, so that's part of it. Uh, two weeks ago, I was not able to get in a Halo Saturday night, but we got it in this past Saturday night. Uh, it wasn't a super late one. A uh, friend of the show, Jeremy, has banned us from doing the four o'clock. <laughs> Halo. Rightfully it des- so. It destroyed him two weeks ago, and rightfully so. The rest of us as well. So no more of those. Um, we we didn't do any more Reach campaign, so it was still just our Halo One bullshit that we that we get into. And uh, people are still figuring out the meta of that one room where they try to take it from us. And we actually got beat on that room. So it's fun for it to be something that uh we're like really good at we kind of define and then someone beats it beats us at our own game like they figure it out and then they take it and they end up winning the round so it's like okay and they props to you they're like the mayor of that room now yep props to you you figured it out you uh you deserve this um shout out to the fossil warrior we keep fighting against the fossil warrior he's on there every night and i invite him to our party and he never accepts so <laughs> Fossil Warrior 56, if you're out there. Uh, we play Halo every weekend at the same time. 
you accepted my friend request. I know your real name, but you should at least join our match every once in a while. I'm sure every time he gets, he's like this fucker here. Yeah, no, like I'm not playing with you, bitches. Even though he's the game has randomly assigned us, assigned him to us on occasion, so he does know the meta. Like he'll be in there with us and figure it out. Uh, but uh, good times remain on Halo. Season five started uh, yesterday. Uh, a friend of the show, Russell, and I tried to get in a round today at lunch, but there was a 10 gig update, so immediately, awesome. Amazing. I don't know what it is. Like I have everything set up to down. I have everything set up to download in the background. It does for just about everything, but it's like these. It almost seems like there's another tier of updates, like these title updates. So this was a season, and I remember this with Warzone when I had Warzone in my. I kept downloading that on every system. I've still never played a round of Warzone, but uh, it seems like with none Halo, none of us have. I don't think have we. I've seen it on your PlayStation. You never played it with a uh, friend of the show, Renee. I think I played with you, but that was when they included it with uh, whatever Call of Duty we got that Black year. Black Ops. We yeah. played that Black. It was called like Blackout, man. It wasn't even Warzone, and Warzone's big shit now. I think it was the Blackout. That's the one. That's the only one I played with, uh, with you. That was it. That was fun. We had fun with it on the vehicles and shit. But uh, so I guess with this being a seasonal update, which resets all the Halo bucks as we refer to them, it was a 10 gig download and. I guess Halo is way down on their server list because servers were like super fucking slow. So it was what it was. We couldn't get any of those in today, but I'll look for a Halo update next week. <laughs> we'll see see how <laughs> I spend right. my Halo bucks. Surprise you shouldn't already download and install. That sucks. It uh, Like I said, it, I have everything set up. It does the normal ones, like the little regular patches and shit mm-hmm. like that. But for some reason, these title updates that I term them, I guess, when the seasons switch over, you have to like manually trip those off for some reason, and it may be because uh you know data size and all that shit. They don't want it to uh, sneak up on people like, well, why did I download 100 gigs overnight? You know, and now I'm at my data cap. This was just 10, but I I get that. It just like when you're hyped for it and you plan for it for, and I guess I should have checked beforehand, but like you plan for lunch and stuff like that to get the whole hour in. Like, all right, I'll head down. We'll get an hour in, and then I'll head back upstairs. You know, to try to pack in. The full lunch break, it sucks to immediately, you know, because the game acts like it's booting, and then it kicks you out, and it's like this game must update. You must, you must close the game before the game. Goes. I'm just like, God damn it! And I look at it, and I hope it, I hope it's gonna roar up, and then I'm pulling down two meg or two hundred megs, and I'm like, fuck yeah! And then that was a Freudian slip. Then I see it at two, and it goes from you're ready to play in eight minutes to you're ready to play in four hours and thirty minutes, and it's just like, fuck this! I'm just gonna do something else. So I uh, actually pivoted this week, uh, or today it was, and last week I talked about wanting to play Metroid Prime for some ungodly reason, uh, and in the past week, uh, Retronauts, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, it's Jeremy Parrish, Nadia Oxford, uh, Bob Mackey, <laughs> and they'll get some various guests on, like this, for the Metroid Prime episode, they had a guy from Brave Wave Studios that does like game soundtracks and things like that, uh, Muhammad, I should have his last name, I follow him on Twitter now. It was Muhammad something. And the way they talked about Metroid Prime, they if you've ever listened to a Retronauts episode, they do some backstory of of the game, the development behind it. Uh, they talk about their their experience with the series, if it's a noted series. So they would talk about, okay, I was introduced with Super Metroid. I like the first Metroid. Metroid Prime was my first Metroid game, that kind of stuff. So I always like Retronauts. I highly recommend them. Um, but they, they were waxing poetically over Metroid Prime, and I can remember like pre-ordering this game and getting it, 
and uh, taking it home. And I called my friend at the time and we were playing through at the same time. Like I'm holding the phone, the, the big old house phone and trying to play GameCube as we compare like where we're at at the time. And But uh, I, st- I started that up today and I made it to the first save spot. So I'm still in the frigate in the very beginning. Um, man, the atmosphere in that game. Brand, I tried to talk you into a playthrough with me, but I think Cesar's waiting for the trilogy to come out on Switch. I know, well, we all know it's coming. It's yeah. in, it's inevitable. As soon as I get deep into this shit, the trilogy is coming. <laughs> uh, brought to you by Vicarious Vision. Uh, but the atmosphere in this game is just like it's just steeped in this lore and so much of the story. Like I had forgotten my first couple of playthroughs. I'm just kind of playing it as a, an adventure game, more or less. But you can scan so much shit. Like, when you start off, it starts off like most Metroid games where you have all of Samus' abilities. So you have the max suit, you have uh, missiles, you have a great uh, power beam, you have the, I can't remember what it's called, but you, like, power up the power beam and it'll draw shit to you. So if you have, like, missile um, things that you've gotten from Space Pirates or or health or whatever, it'll, like, pull it towards you. Kind of like a gravity thing. And um, so you start off super-powered on this frigate. And you can scan, there's a scan visor, you hit left on the D-pad, and you can scan anything in the environment that has a little icon on it, and it'll give you a snippet of what it's about, whether it be a door that tells you, okay, this is going to the airlock chamber, or an enemy, uh, I'll open a room and scan an enemy, and it'll say, like, space pirates, uh, minimal life, life signs recognized, or some shit like that. So I know that one's not dead, even though he's crumpled on the floor. So I could start shooting at him when I get close enough to him. But there's just so much like lore steeped into reading these. And it's better than, you know, like Medal of Honor, you would find a, a clipboard or something to read a little bit about the level or, you know, what was happening there, or, you know, like some Nazi propaganda or something that would add to the story that way. But with the scan visor, it just gives you it's nonstop, man. I've been scanning nonstop shit in this frigate. And it just it adds so much more to the atmosphere and the lore and. And they tell you that uh, Samus chased them from Zebes, the planet the space pirates came from. And it it hints at there being still some Metroids uh, left over somewhere. Uh, but I'm halfway through that. I, I know at the end of this, before you get to the true planet that you're headed to, that they'll take your armor and all that stuff away. But, man, it's good as shit. And I'm playing on a CRT, and it's, fr- it's freaking gorgeous, man. It looks so damn good. Brant's looking for his copy of Days Gone while we're talking about Metroid Prime. Always. Brent, fire it up, man. Let's play with me. Put on that Toshiba. I know it's going to look good as shit. What do you do? You have a copy of Metroid Prime on anything? Uh, yeah, I believe I actually do back there. That's what you were hunting for. Uh, man, just fire yeah. up, and it plays so buttery smooth. The cutscenes, the gameplay, everything's like sixty frames per second, and it's freaking gorgeous. It never oh, slows yeah. down, even with like particle effects and vents coming out and. It's such a strong, you know, the the original Metroid took so many cues from from Alien and that that sense of isolation and it is not a shooter despite it being first person and I had to kind of grapple with this and I did a lot of research like do I want to play through the trilogy version on Wii and do I want to play the GameCube one and it it controls so well on GameCube that's what it was designed for. There's a lot of arguments out there for the Wii version. You really can't go wrong whatever you can get your hands on. But uh, this is the one that I wanted to fire up on this particular CRT. I didn't want to go through that bullshit of, I think, Cesar, we talked about last week. Uh, you had a loose physical copy, and I might try that out. But yeah, I'm just going to roll with this one. It looks awesome on my CRT, and it plays super smooth. And it it's not meant to be, 
you know, of that era, that era is of the of the two dual analog sticks for controls. For you got Halo, you got Time Splitters, you got Killzone, you got all these great. That's when the first person shooter really developed that, you know, move around with the left stick, pan with the right stick. You don't do that at all with Metroid Prime. You're moving around with the left stick only, almost GoldenEye style, and then you lock onto things and either scan them, shoot them, whatever. But it it it's so well designed and it plays out so well that you never miss that second stick. Like I haven't felt like, man, if I had this other control input and the Wii does that and the Wii will have you sliding all around. And it, I mean, it, it has its perks and I don't think I played that one long enough to really dive into that. But again, there's no wrong way to play this. So that's Metroid prime. I'm halfway through that frigate mission. I got to the first, uh, safe space. So I haven't fought that space pirate boss yet. The space larvae, I think it's like this big thing in there. But it's very cool scanning stuff, and it tells you, like, no life science detected or minimal life science detected. <laughs> it's like something in this glass container. You just see this thing levitating, and it looks like it's preserved, and it says minimal life science detected. <laughs> I'm looking at that case like, oh, shit. <laughs> what do you mean by minimal? Like, <laughs> recently minimal or pending minimal? <laughs> I was uh, looking at the corner of your eyes when you're looking at the thing, huh? Yeah, I'm shooting the door to exit like, don't fucking come out of here right now. <laughs> But I've played this opening level so many times, so it's just, it's just a matter have. of going through the... Do what? We all have. Just, yeah. The next part is the hardest part. That's where I always fall off. Yep. When you get to Talon 4 and, and diving into all that stuff, because that's when the true Metroid stuff kicks in, where you, you see a door and it's locked by missiles, and you're like, oh, I just got stripped of missiles. I don't fucking have them yet. I can't yep. get up there. Or you don't have double jump or something like that yet. So good-ass game, man. Super, super great music. Um, this is my original copy from pre-ordering in 2001 or 2002, whenever it was. I think it came out in 2002, actually. But uh, I highly recommend it. It's, it's a masterpiece. I, I do want this to come out for Switch, a, tr- a trilogy of these titles in some trilogy! capacity. <laughs> or if not Switch, something else. When is the Metroid 35th? Is that next year? Um, oh, speaking of which, did anybody get that $10 off a of Mario game thing from Best Buy? Did anybody get that email? I did. You did? I believe so. I did I not get it. I'm wondering what I missed out on. $10 off a of Mario game, so you get the Bowser Fury for 50 bucks instead of 60 Which, it'll be 50 at Walmart, so take your gamble. Uh, kids updates. The kids are still playing Crash Wrath of Cortex. <laughs> <laughs> they beat the first world. I don't know how it happened. I helped him with a couple bits of of one level. There's one level where uh, what is running after you? It's not a dinosaur. Might be like a T Rex or uh, that's still a dinosaur. It's not a. It's a dragon. Because it, it's called of wizards and lizards is the name of the of the episode of the name of the level. Are they still in the, um, the second one? Is what they're left? They started with. Nope. Nope. So I recovered a CRT. I sent a picture to Brant two weeks ago of a CRT that I rescued from the dump. And so we hooked an Xbox up to it last week. And okay. so I've limited them to, cause they'll go in my game room and they're just going over shelves and they're just looking around at stuff. They're like, I want to play this. I want to play this. I want to play this. And one of the games is one of the ones they picked. But, uh, I'm like, no, the Xbox is hooked up. That's what I tried out with this TV. You got to pick one of these games. So they do like, uh, wrath of cortex, the Xbox crash. Well, it came out on PS2 and GameCube as well. And that's the, is that one Vicarious Visions? That one's uh, Traveler's Tales. Actually, I made that game. Yep. 
You're right. And it's it's a good crash. I know at the time people were tired of that formula, but it plays like the frame rate is flawless. There's really cool graphical effects where you see crash like when he's on the ice, you see the reflection of him. It plays super smooth and it's it almost seems like that generation's best iteration of like Crash 1, 2 and 3. Like they did a great job of making a next crash. They actually called that one Crash Bandicoot 4 in Japan mm-hmm. before we got the it's about time, but uh they beat lot, the first world. Go ahead. A lot of confused people in Japan when that fourth one came out on PS4. I bet it did. <laughs> what was the title? Was it titled that over there? It's Crash 4 also over there. Yeah. Hey, we dealt with Final Fantasy uh, 3 and, and 4 and 6 and all that shit, so y'all can get used to the Crash oh, Bandicoots. It's not near as bad as the Final Fantasy bullshit we had to fight with. Dragon Warrior as well. That Same too. Dragon Quest. That too. Y'all <laughs> bitches had Dragon Quest since the OG days. We had it Dragon Warrior for... 20 years bad 80s movie title <laughs> it is <laughs> welcome to the thunderdome dragon warrior thunderdome uh so they actually beat the first world uh neither one of them can read well uh one of them is learning their letters very well the other one is putting together uh reading decently enough uh i'm trying to use games as a as a teaching mechanism for this especially a new game load game and save game because they made the mistake of beating the first world and then save gaming over instead of load gaming and deleted their save and had to go back through through the first world were they devastated uh no it was just like they would be yeah (laughs) it was a matter of I thought we were on the next level. And then they decided that a couple of those levels in the first world they actually really enjoy, so they just did them again. Like like I said, it was either last week or a couple weeks ago. Like They make a meta inside the game. They Like if there's penguins and there's skates, they're going to find a way to like try to skate around the penguin so many times before getting hit. Like They just make, <laughs> they make games out of the levels. Because uh, a friend of, the sh- friend of the show, Shane, he said, those games are hard. Are they good at them? And I was like, they don't really care. They just, it's funny ways when he dies and his shoes fly up in the air and he freezes and the penguins get him and they just laugh their asses off and, and go at it again. They don't care. It's it's not a win or lose state for them. Or, you know, I'm, I'm urging them on, like, beat this level, get the crystal. When you get all five, then you get the boss, then you go to the next world. And they don't give a shit. They just like skating around <laughs> the penguins and, and seeing Crash die in these crazy ways and, uh, that the level I was talking about with the dragon, it's one of the ones where he's running towards the camera. So it, it becomes this game of like trying not to trip over the nitro boxes and just random shit, man. They love it. So that's right. The cortex. Uh, the other game they picked out is the cat Mario game, which is super Mario 3d world, of course, on the Wii U, I'll which is released ever. <laughs> not yet. It hasn't been re-released yet. We just spoke <laughs> of that for Best Buy. Some Best Buy deal that certain people got, I did not get. Cesar apparently got. But uh, they do not do as well with this game with Crash. Because Crash, they trade off when they die. But in Super Mario 3D World, as Brant was talking about with uh, the Sackboy's Adventure game, you know, somebody more or less controls the camera and is the leader of how the level plays out. So there's... Uh, there's much fussing and discussing amongst the two of them <laughs> as to who is playing correctly and who is not. And then, 
<laughs> I, I miss those days with my brother. Yeah, yeah. You're you're fucking doing it wrong. I'm like, how do you mean? I mean, I haven't died yet. I'm like, how the fuck did I do it wrong? Why did you get the crown? How did you get the crown? <laughs> That's what I hear. Or come back, give me the cat suit. I want the cat suit. <laughs> That's what I hear. So next time they play Susser, I will call you and I'll set the phone down and you can just you can relive those same memories and you can just hear I, it. You, you feel it for my brother because we grew up playing Double Dragon, so you know what happened to him. A oh time. lord, yeah, that, I'm sure. Okay, so he actually had a right to bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you and your Double Dragon strategies. I was I was like, oh, I didn't mean to kick you off the cliff. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> We were supposed to be going to the right, and you came way over, all the way over here to kick me off the cliff. I'm sure that was an accident. That great, that great uh, animation as you fall down to your death. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so they played some Super Mario 3D World on the Wii U. Still looks good, and that's a good ass looking game. I almost wish like I could hold off on this on this re release if they release that Bowser's Fury on Wii U. I know that's not gonna happen, but if it was like a five dollar, <laughs> I'm serious, man. You're like the fucking uh, people who like who wanted that uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider uh, backwards compatible uh, on Xbox One. I was like, no, I don't want the new one. Fucking put that shit backwards compatible. What do you mean, those people? I'm one of those people. I voted for Rise of the Tomb Raider backwards compatibility, even though I have a physical copy of the Xbox One version. Uh, they did God's work on that game. It looks incredible. Mm-hmm. They had no business running that game on Xbox 360. Because it was what? Holy shit. It was 10 years old at that point, that hardware. That hardware was old when it came out in 2005. So you're talking probably 12 or 13-year-old hardware. They got that that masterpiece running on. All right. They played some Super Mario 3D World. I played Metroid Prime and Halo. I think that's it for my games play. Anything bizarre? I tried to download the Maiden demo and it sent it to somebody else's PlayStation. So that's uh, that's pretty funny. Yep. This is what we talked a couple of weeks ago about the morality of having someone sign into your PS5 and getting the instant collection games. <laughs> that's the one it sent the copy of Maiden to, even though he only has a PS4. So I don't know. I'm reaping what I sow at this point, I guess. This is weird because normally. Like if I go into the app, that fucker, that fucking notification comes up like, oh, make sure this PS5 is your your main console. I'm like, bitch, it's it. the only one on there. So I'm I like, it. I'm like, there's not even a PS4 in my account. I picked so it. Like, I picked I PS5, it. and it said Highway 81 Beast. There's my PSN profile, listeners. You you may follow me, add me as a friend. Doesn't matter. But, but does it list your PS4 one on there as well? Nope. No, just the PS5. Yep. Because since they redid the app, I only have the PS5 on there. That that app's been nutty as shit because like uh, I've been opening it up and like you played murder murder something something like I didn't play this shit and I'm sitting there clicking on it and it takes me to another game I played it's like it's it's glitchy uh, shit yeah unless something else is going on back there that's all that happened because I bet if I fire up my PS5 I bet it's sitting there even though he got the notification he sent me a text immediately you downloading shit to my PlayStation I was like not intentionally. <laughs> Is it Resident Evil? <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's going to play on your PlayStation. I mean, how it plays is what you should have said. <laughs> just, <laughs> just a bit of advice. I don't think it's going to work. I think Brant froze. He's just looking smugly at me. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> See, for for me, you froze. Brant, you had this skeptic I heard ass it, yeah, look. I didn't you were like, ass for a minute. I was like, damn, he's like, it was just me and Richard talking. I was like, what the fuck? Brant, you were looking skeptical as fuck. <laughs> like you were judging the shit out of both of us. 
Oh, that are, those are all my games played, including sending a game to a friend of the show, uh, Jerome. Who is play. next on games played? Uh, my mine's pretty simple. I can do mine real quick. I uh, think on the PS5 front, I think I, I've just been continuing my venture with uh, Robotic Notes uh, Dash. Uh, I got. I mean, there's not really much. I'm not going to go into much details about. It. I'll, I'll talk more about it on length once I get done with the game. It's easy to talk about vision always that way. I keep seeing uh, that for sale. What ske- what exact skew is that that keeps popping up? It's the double pack, so it includes the first game that came out in 2013 and the new one that came out in 2019. Is that a good so, deal? Is that a good value? Yeah, because I think it originally was like 49 or 59 when it came out. Cool. Um, yeah, but usually those uh those, those uh spike uh spike games uh drop in price pretty quickly, so. Um, outside of that, I mean, I'm, I'm just at the point now where I'm starting to see it start the, the bigger picture in the story starting to unfold and it does connect very like that new robotic notes is very, I guess the best word to say is very Marvel-esque where you have to play the other games to know what the fuck's going on. It's not like, it's not like a separate story anymore where they kind of like did it the first one. Like they interconnect a lot of the shit from chaos child in there and chaos head and Science Gate, because like the, the, one of the main characters is a Science Gate character in this game that you play as him, and so that's the only thing that kind of really turned me off because I really enjoyed the characters from the first game, and you don't you don't play the main character from the first game as your main character like Kai, you don't play as him, you play as a uh, Hashida. But and there kinda, is that prerequisite of needing to play one of those other titles. Yeah, because I'm enjoying it a lot more because I'm know now they're messing with a machine that's putting delusions in people's head, and that's something that they dealt with in the Chaos games. And so that's something they didn't even fucking deal with in the Steins Gate series. So it's like the, all this shit's kind of started to turn into this one connected universe now at this point in that game. Uh, I feel like so, that's something I deal with every day. Machine <laughs> put something in my head. It, it's funny. The, it's too true. There are, well, yeah, because I've, I've talked about Chaos Head the whole, or Chaos Child. And the whole point of Delusions is that it uses a negative space in your mind. And if you put whatever ideas that you fantasize, it, it kind of puts inside the dead space in their head. The, uh, there we go. That and fucking so dead space, just like the it, vials. It actually generates a actual, um, like a hallucination type uh, deal. Like whatever you see is there, but it's not actually there. But it's the point where you think it's there. So like if you see like a giant monster attacking you, and you, it, it feels like it's there, you can feel like the wind from it, but it's not really there. But it causes oh, your body shit. to panic and run, nope. or do anything. And nope. You take the chance that you believe something that's not there, and you believe that it's real that you can actually kill you. You actually you hurt yourself basically. So it kind of fucks with your head. So if you're killed in the Matrix, you're killed in real life. This is true. Uh, so they say. I'm not sure what happened in the third one. I don't know if they changed the rules in that one or not. But Never seen it. Yeah. I've seen the second <laughs> one one time. That's it. Burn. All right. Um, outside of that, the only other game I played on the PS5 was I went ahead and uh, played the Cyber Shadow. Um, oh. I put like an hour or two into it. Um, and that game is uh, is fucking Ninja Gaiden with a different name. So I mean, you, you basically this guy who wakes up in the tube and he remembers some kind of attack that destroys his body, and he wakes up as like this android ninja now. Uh, and then it looks like the messenger to me. Does it play like the messenger? It plays like fucking Ninja Gaiden. It's oh. to the point where like it starts out easy, and then I'm getting to like these weird jumps, and like these fucking bat like things are hitting me, and I'm falling off cliffs. I'm just, it's fucking Ninja Gaiden. Do, 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 do. Yeah, bullshit thing. <laughs> bullshit thing, man. It's like it. It, it starts out. It, it. The difficulty is pretty good. It's like it, you start out going. It's not that bad, but as you go through, it gets. It, the difficulty does build, man. 
And I still remember to this day, fucking Ninja Gaiden, where I, I had to got to the cliffs and I had to jump across, and these bats will fly down, and the bats will hit you, and you fall immediately to the cliff. There's no, there's no, there's like, there's no uh, point where you get like that, like that hit where you're like invisible for a little bit to kind of recover. It sits straight to the cliff right behind you. I mean, so, so that is similar to that aspect of that gameplay. So as you go through in the story, it gives you bits more of the story. Like you're trying to figure out like what the last thing you happened and you got this robots following you around telling you that everybody's in danger. And as you go through, it gives you different rooms where you, you can do different puzzle type attacks. Cause so like you have these giant monsters and you have to dodge stuff. Uh, like they'll throw these different set of bombs and bullets at the same time. And you have to like read the movements and then you got to go in there and slash a couple of times and jump back out. You get your one window and you got to go back out and wait for it every many times. It's like bullet hell. So um, as you go through, you get like these different containers to unlock abilities. I haven't unlocked my first ability yet. I think that one's coming up soon. Um, but yeah, I've played maybe about an hour or two in that one. It's pretty good. I mean, I, I think uh, the most uh, the, the thing I'm most impressed about is I, I'm doing 120 frames per second. And that game is fucking fucking smooth. Nice. It's nice. nice. Yeah, even for like a like an 8 bit slash 16 bit looking game, it is smooth on 120 frames per second. Um, it does It's it's hard for me to go back, man. I think it's also on Game Pass. Uh, it is. Mm. It is. Yep. Yep. So if everybody wanted to try it out, you can get it off on Game Pass. That is also available. It was available Tuesday, I believe. So on Game Pass. Um, the only other thing I played on PlayStation outside of that is uh, I've been going through my Devil May Cry playthroughs, and <laughs> I'm. <laughs> you sent me a message earlier this week. And said fuck Devil May Cry Uno. <laughs> fuck that shit, man. It will. <laughs> <laughs> this game is like a like you said it's a testament to the time so it, you can see the like you mentioned before in a previous podcast like way back in the day you can see the resident evil um influence is kind of like it, they did the same thing with onimusha where like mm-hmm. there's certain aspects in there where you have to get keys and and just the uh, the pre-render backgrounds where you know that this could have been a resident evil type game but this one is broken down i mean there's not much in the story and i'm sure somebody's screaming at me from the somewhere in the world like you bitch there's a story in that game and I was like, well, I'm pretty sure it all wraps up nicely when I get to wrong. That's my once favorite. I get to the end of it. So, because it doesn't give you much on there, but it breaks each like mission down into um, smaller bits. So, like you'll there's I think I'm on mission 14 out of 28. So I'm halfway through the game, and so like each one is like uh they'll give you like a time limit, and they don't show you the time limit. So if you beat it within a certain amount of time, you'll get a certain amount of orbs as a bonus. But it's like they're like small little chunks. So it's something like you, something you could play. Like if you if you got the Switch version, it's kind of like playing something episodic. So you can do mission one, and it'll take you maybe like five minutes, and then you can put it down, come back and do mission two, and that'll take you another like five minutes, depending on your level of skill and difficulty. Because like when you get to the bosses, that's where the bullshit happens. Like where I'm fighting the fucking Ragnar for like 80 fifth time. I mean, there's one where I beat his ass, and I have to go running down the hallway, Crash Bandicoot style, like I'm running towards the screen, and the fuckers just lobbing meteors at me, and I'm like. Ugh. I'm, I'm, it's like, I don't know what to do, man. I'm, I'm sitting here panicking in a corner. So I'm like, you just had to get in the door and he'll disappear. And it's like, it's bullshit like that. But I mean, it's nothing super difficult. So it's like some of it, you have to do trial and error. So as I get different weapons, I'm sitting here, like I'm, I'm attacking somebody with a sword and it does no damage. And then you get the, you get the E-Freak gauntlets later on where it's kind of like the, uh, it, it just, it's just using his fist uh, with gauntlets and it's with the powers of E-Freak fire base. And so you have to kind of like switch some weapons around. Cause you, it's not like a, it's not like a regular game where you can do hack and slash where you just fucking just choose one weapon and just go through it as many times as you want and just get to the end of the game. There's some strategy, like some bosses, some enemies require you to swap weapons. So it's like you have to sit there like I'm fighting the fucking Reaper guy with the uh, giant scissors like for 20 fucking minutes. And I didn't realize, oh, if I just switch my weapon out, he'll be dead in like two seconds. So it's like it, it's uh-huh. there's stuff on there. You, it wants you to try and it makes you forces you to try. 
But I mean, the level design on there is fun, and it, it after a while it starts out kind of slow, but I mean, it's picked up now to the point where it keeps pulling me in there. Um, uh, it's not too difficult as I thought it was going to be because I was using up a lot of yellow orbs because I was like, the yellow orbs basically bring you back to life without having to start the mission over, and that means like a lot of times I'm like I'm halfway through the mission, it's kind of sucks because I mean you're just going through rooms where enemies will constantly respawn. So like you know, if you leave the room to go mm-hmm. do something, and they have these like hunter characters from like Resident Evil, they're an enemy in there. So and you go back in there, they repopulate. So you got to fight them again, or you got to keep running. So it, it depends on your decision on what you want to do. So this is the uh, HD collection. Right, yeah. Of uh, Devil May Cry. Yeah, and this is uh only the first one on the on the HD collection. This one you can do on PS4, Xbox One, and then um, Switch, depending on whatever which way you want to play it or PC even. So I mean, there's many multiple ways to play it. So yeah, I'm at this point. The only thing you really know story wise is that uh, a young lady named Trish comes and meets uh, Dante at his office, and you know names drop uh, that Mundus is trying to come back and it deals with Sparta and and you know he knows uh his father is Sparta um the legendary demon Sparta and so he's going to this castle out in the middle of nowhere to find out what's going on and nothing's really led on at the story yet so far at that point that's pretty much the basis of the story nothing has going on there it's like you're trying to locate Mundus so you're going through this castle and most of it is just like Resident Evil West type stuff where you like get in this room get this key you gotta beat this boss. You gotta do this trial. Shit, I didn't get that like, far. So, so it, it's actually not that bad. And then as, as you go through, I mean, you just gotta make sure to level up. As you get the orbs, level up your weapons. That helps a lot. Um, so I'm at, like I said, I'm about, I'm about halfway through the first game now, and I think I've got three hours into it. So it's probably like a six or seven hour game, and I'm playing on medium. So okay, depending on how you want to do it. I know uh, I, I've read that there's new game plus. So whatever you unlock, you can go back through it. So you get different guns, and I'm thinking about the grenade launcher now, and before then I had a shotgun, and I was like, man, they don't give me any fucking fast guns. It's like, it, it's more guns I get is, like, more powerful, but they're slow as shit. So I'm over here, like, dancing in the corner, reloading my <laughs> grenade launcher, trying not to get hit. So I'm like, because it takes fucking forever. But, um, so I figured out if I aim down and then keep hitting the reload button, he loads faster somehow. I don't know, I think it's a glitch, but uh, I figured it out. With oh, like a load trying. animation or something? Yeah, like, it skips some kind of set. I'm like, yeah, bitch, I was like, it loads a little bit faster because of that. So, um, yeah, so I'll keep going with it. I, I don't know, uh, I got that Devil May Cry Cinco, man, I, I kind of like, let, let me go through this shit and play the first four and figure out what's going story-wise, and I think from what everybody says, the first uh. one is the hardest one to go through because it's the one that has not aged well like they, they everybody's like just fucking skip one and two because everybody says two is garbage and yeah. it's like just go to three and then start at three and uh, then go to you four. and michael were telling me that just start with three and enjoy three when i was when i was trying to play the first one it's like fuck this game i mean i never gone through any of them i think I, I think i bought the original one on ps2 when it first dropped the greatest hits and that's when i was like oh i'll buy when we had a greatest hits because it's like 20 dollars, i'll buy it i think i tried playing it on ps2 and i just didn't it's always that beginning part where it just was hard as shit and it just never captivated me but i kind of like stuck yeah. with it this time i'm i'm halfway through it now I'm, i i, I kind of get it now so were I'm the like, difficulty levels in the original or is that a feature of the hd collection i don't know i don't remember i i'm I curious think. now too because i that might be more for more for my speed because i have that hd collection you can knock it down to easy i think easiest the lowest one on there and you might be able to blow through it just sure. to get the feel of it so i just want the story and the little bits of gameplay i don't need the it's well documented on here that I'm not down for. <laughs> Let me get my ass kicked and keep trying this over and over again. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't have time the, for that. Dark Souls of Devil May Cry. Nope. Uh, or the or Devil May Cry of Dark Souls. Souls. Um, I don't know if I'll ever get Dark Souls. Maybe one day I will. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll fuck around with it and maybe I might beat it. So we'll see what happens. 
Um, outside of that, I think the only other thing I've been playing a lot of, uh, I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy V. Um, That's random. I'm digging it though. <laughs> the Adventure of Butts. Uh, Bart's. Uh, Butts I, Adventure. I, I booted it up and it, it, every version I have uh, points to Bart's. Uh, <laughs> what version? What are you playing on? Uh, I'm playing the Steam one. Um, okay. That's probably the easiest one. Yeah, it's the easiest one for me to play. So this one is like uh, they did a lot of updates to it. Uh, the game looks good. Uh, the character portraits, when they all the characters are done, are, are all done by Mono. It looks good. Uh, the only difference is that they took away that um, the Super Nintendo or Super Famicom sprites and they replaced it with like that um, weird pastel characters for the yeah. characters. So that after funky like glossed over look, it's like weird avatars you put in like a cheap ass uh, Farmville game you have on uh, Zengaya. <laughs> Studios, <laughs> Facebook. So, Zinga. Zinga. Don Matrick. <laughs> <laughs> One sinking ship to another. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, uh, too soon. <laughs> it's eight years too soon. <laughs> so, I mean, after a while, I I kind of grown to like it. <laughs> they are, are they are generic as fuck, but they do show emotions. So, like they do the like all oh, the aspirations and all the yeah. other shit they have from the original game. There, it's there. It's not like the bullshit where I think it would be. It's just like a block guy. Like, it looks like a Roblox character just moving around like this constantly. So the motions are there. Just to, it, I wish they would do away with that basic character look, but I've grown to ignore it. I don't know if I've grown to accept it, but I've grown to ignore it and, and just experience the story. Um, this translation is... A, I've played three different versions of this fucking game. I think I played the Game Boy Advance one. I played the PlayStation one. I did the PlayStation one first, and then did the Game Boy Advance one, and uh, now did this one. And this is probably the most accurate translation I've seen on this one. I thought I GBA was a really good translation. I thought so as well, but this one's actually pretty fucking good. It's cool. like it's, it's just like the GBA one, but it, they expanded upon it, made some That's changes good. on it. So um, they uh, kind of redid it. So I'm That's probably good. like two hours into it where um, uh, the main character uh, is out there camping with the chocobo on the. It got the whole. It started. It started. The whole game starts out with uh, some of the character names have changed because, like I said, the translation is different. I think yep. this one they uh, swapped the Lena and Rena. They swapped the names out because the L and R is very similar in Japanese. So this one is, uh, I think, this version is called Lena. Um, and you know, the her father, the king, is flying out on a dragon to go to figure out what's going on with the wind crystal. And then um, you have this giant meteor that just crashes down onto the planet, and the wind crystal <laughs> shatters. I've heard this story before. Um, and basically, there is no wind no more. Uh, so she's trying to go back to that wind shrine to locate her father and you end up running into an old man who has amnesia uh and you you play as uh as bart's he's like this kind of i don't know if he's a mercenary he's just traveling the world it's like his, before his dad died he says on there there's a lot of story in this game for like the first fucking hour he said he said before his father died he made a promise to his father that he would travel the world and become you know figure himself out it was a promise he made to his dad when he before he died so, like, he's just traveling. The, he's just basically fucking around traveling the world. And so he ends up saving the, the old man and the princess. And they um, now he, he didn't want to help him at first. He kind of let them, like, I'm not going to go to the Wind Crystal. That's I'm doing my own thing. I, I don't want to get involved. And then uh, the Chocobo kind of, uh, like, beat him up and forced him to go stay. <laughs> go with him. But he just can't leave him. Do it. It's, it's, it's a young lady and an old man. It's like, come on, man. It's like his way of saying that. And he just kept poking him in the face. He's like, all right, all right, I get it. I'll go help him. Um, beat so up you have Chocobo. The, so you have that earthquake. So you go over there and you pick them up, and then you now I'm in the uh, now I'm in the cave. Now they're trying to figure out a way to get to the the wind shrine, but there's no wind anymore because the crystal shattered. 
So they see a pirate ship that's uh, kind of sailing in the background that they're trying to figure out how did the pirate ship sail when there's no wind. So now um, the old man's got the idea where it's like, oh, we'll just steal the pirate ship. And the guy's like, oh, okay, I guess we'll just do that. So they end up trying to steal the pirate ship, but it wouldn't move. That's an so, option. <laughs> so they, they just got captured now by the the, lead, uh, the leader of the pirate, which is uh, Ferris. Uh, and because uh, uh, Lena just told him, like, hey, I'm the princess, and, you know, I need passage to the wind shrine. And, the pirate, you know, the, the pirate captain's like, well, I'm just... You know, you're 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 important, so I'm just gonna take you for ransom. So now you're in like in the brig right now and you're trying to figure out how to escape. That's where I'm at right now. It's like I think that's like the first hour. Cool. So yeah. I've but never it, played this game. I have played bits of every Final Fantasy game. I've never played five in any capacity. Five is one of my favorite Final Fantasies. It's up there. It's in my top three. I think uh, wow. that's when I played Final Fantasy Seven on, on PS one, I got in that kicked with every RPG ever made, blah 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 bullshit. I think I bought every fucking Final Fantasy game on there, and I think the only one that captivated me the most out of all of them, because I played them all, beat them all, was five. That was the only one. I don't know what it was, but it was. There's a whole thing. There's a whole plot twist in there where you're you're taken to another fucking world halfway through it. And it's like there's a whole bunch of good shit in that game. It's, it's very underrated. So, After seven, man, I mean, we could we could have eight episodes on the PS1 RPGs, but after Final Fantasy VII and that success. The work that Square did to SquareSoft did to get us all those original Final Fantasies on that platform is just like, it's crazy. When you look at that collection, like a collection that has four and Chrono Trigger, it's not the best versions of either one of those, but you get the anime cutscenes and CD sound, and it's just, man, it's God's work as far as preservation on those platforms, on that platform specifically. Chrono Trigger on the PlayStation 1 was the first one that I've actually beaten. I didn't beat the Super Nintendo one, and that was the... Slono Trigger. That's before the DS one came out there, because that was my favorite one, because I unlocked yeah. every ending in that Chrono Trigger, and I was able to save it on the memory card, and I could play any ending yeah. at any time I wanted to. So I, Benefit it, of the PlayStation, it, easily. Until the DS one came out, that was something you couldn't do before, because they took all the changes from the, the PS1 and put them in the DS version. Mm -hmm. So... But yeah, I mean, and it sucks because we didn't get those Dragon Quest games like they did in Japan. So because you know Enix fell under during that PlayStation One timeline because they did the same exact same thing. They went back and did every Dragon Quest game on there. It's Whether on the back of my. It's on the back of my Final Fantasy or uh, uh, Dragon Warrior Seven manual coming soon. Dragon Warrior Four remastered or whatever mm -hmm. they call that at the time. And we never got it. Would I play it? I don't know because I've tried to play a Dragon Quest game and I never. <laughs> I think. The, I think on my 3DS, I think the longest I got was Dragon Quest Seven was like 22 hours, and I think that's you the longest I've ever... You and I were playing that together, remember? Yeah. And I fell off after the Fire Festival. <laughs> I remember that specifically. I, I left your ass behind. I think I went yep. to some other world, and I, I think there was like it was a good. Full Those poison. vignettes were amazing. Yeah. That was a good-ass game. I think in 8, I got like 5 hours in, and I dropped off on PS2. I never... I beat, got... the, I beat the Waterfall in 8 every time I play through it, and then I stop. I'm like, okay, fuck this game. I, I never did nine. I keep forgetting nine's even a thing. And then ten, we never got. And then I got Brand, eighteen. Do you have any, do you have any Dragon eight, Quest eight, slash eighteen Warrior? versions of eleven? So yeah, none, 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 Brent, none. I've been tempted to go back to that Switch demo. You get the first ten hours for free. So mm -hmm. <laughs> the same that demo was one got of the, on the PS4 one on as well. Yep. Yeah. So that was one of the games my kid my kid wanted of all things. For the Switch this holiday, he wanted Dragon Quest Eleven. You got it. So he got it. Oh, did he so. beat it? What does he think? <laughs> he's he's play. I think he started playing it. He's he got so many games. He's like going back and forth. Uh, I, but 
He's one of us. Yeah. He, just, he, us. he starts playing and then he'll go and start playing on this other one. Yes, and he'll go. Join here. Us. He, I mean, he got so much stuff. He got that Splatoon two and Katamari reroll and Ooh, good ass uh, gosh, uh, Digimon cyber sleuth, all, all sorts of different stuff. And he just, uh, Kirby star, um, allies. superstar allies. Yeah. And he just, it, it's, it's one of those things. He'll pick up a game, he'll start playing it and then he'll put it down, play this one. And he's one of us. He's like going to like a wine tasting where he just has a little bit of each. Yeah. Sample. Sample. Can't get drunk off wine tasting, man. You're not supposed to. You fuck up if you do. <laughs> You're doing it wrong if you do. Yeah. Swirl, spit it out. And That's I think it. I think what started it is just because he likes to play as hero on uh, Smash. So yep. I think that got him interested in wanting to try and see what that series is all about. Back in the day, Marth and Roy were in this popular Smash Brothers game, and people were like, who are these two? We don't know who these are. And look where we are now with Fire Emblem. Like it yeah. just became a big thing. So that's that's a you know we've talked about Smash Brothers being this like celebration of Nintendo stuff, and it it definitely rings true for that. Um yeah, and uh, that that's pretty much it for me, guys. Uh, I think the only thing I I sent a picture to Richard. I got my uh, Altier or is it two game uh, collector's edition in. I haven't fired those up yet, so. Got my uh, PS4 where I get the free upgraded PS5. That's probably the one I'll fuck around with. Is it a Tealier? I never know what those games are called. I got that rare Switch one just because I saw it in stock. Uh, it is, uh, yeah. Atelier. It's a, it's a French word. Yeah. It's for house, you know, whatever that is. Yeah, that, mm. that franchise has been around since, what, PS2 days? Yeah, which one did you get on the Vita? There was a couple of them on there. Uh, this was the Switch. I didn't get a Vita one. I got Ryza 2. Ryza 1, if that's the one that keeps popping in and out of in stock. There's some stockings stockings on the cover. (laughs) Ryza 2 is the one that came out uh, two days ago. No, I got the first one then. (laughs) I wanted to clarify for that. (laughs) Yep, I've had it for like three months. I got the first one. They uh, they did a limited run on those uh, from Koei Tecmo. Uh, Well, not Koei, but uh, Nipunichi Software. America did a limited run physical copies. They're fucking super expensive on the Vita. I was about to say, if you got the one on Vita, win, those ones are almost 300 bucks. So. Vita, the Vita ones are pricey. Mm-hmm. Oof. I think I, I ended up getting all of those when they were put the pre-orders on the uh, on the store, but they're like, uh, get them loose, like 300 bucks loose sometimes. Oof. Ouch. All right, that's Cesar's Games Play. Brant, fill us in on your Wagos. Um, so, like I said earlier, um, my first thing i had to download uh maiden and play through it how was that uh awesome <laughs> like i said it was it was pretty short um the biggest thing is uh i wouldn't necessarily say that the the demo is uh uh is is scary or anything um the the the, the biggest thing for me was the sound design uh you get a good feel and they they do a really good job of of pulling you in and, and being able to um, build tension and and just it just put you in this environment where you feel uneasy um, and uh, I played through it twice um, 
part of that was because I went and got these uh, the Pulse 3D headset, and I wanted to throw something on that uh, I knew would uh, support the, the the 3D audio immediately. Um, and I could tell a good bit of difference between the headphones I was using and those. Um, but after the first playthrough, I actually, um, wound up putting, uh, Katie (laughs) in there, uh, and kind of told my kid about, about the demo and then was just telling Katie about the demo and was like, yeah, you should play this thing. It's called Maiden. You'll, you'll, you'll like it. I think you'll like it. She's like, what is it? What is it? Sweet Come on, tell me. And she's like, it's going to be something scary, isn't it? It's going to be something scary. Like, no, no, <laughs> it's not. Really not. And like I said, I mean, it's, I, I don't think it, it's honestly not. It's not that scary. And once. I convinced her to play it. I was like, okay, now you have to play it. Like I played it. You had to, you have to put on headphones. I don't want to put on headphones. I don't want to put on headphones. And she, but eventually I got her to put on headphones. I like some I walked her through it a little bit as she needed some help. Um but a, after she she did it and later I showed her like the trailer and all this other stuff. She's like, "It's really cool." I don't want to play it, but I would like to watch you play it because I want to see what happens. <laughs> I can be it's, a part of this. I just can't be this. Yeah. She's like, it's it's too nervous at, at one part because uh, my son was he stayed in the room, but like he, he wouldn't watch what was going on. He like got under the covers and like he got a blanket, <laughs> put his head under and was like playing on his tablet or on his switch. while, And he like laughed at her because like every little thing she'd like she'd jump or you know because there's like chains hanging from the ceiling and stuff and like there was one time she bumped into them and uh just bumping into them and them hitting the wall she like (laughs) jumped and he laughed he laughed at her and she could like barely hear him like next to her and she freaked out she's like "Uh -uh, uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh because she thought it was in the game she's like no i don't do creepy children yeah (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Somebody froze. Brant froze. Did he really? Damn it, Brant. This is your bit. Look at that smile. Look at that. Yeah. Smile of champions. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. We got to fill dead air. We'll put that picture on the Wheaties box. (laughs) (laughs) This is not the face Brant was making after his family enjoyed the maiden (laughs) demo of Resident Evil 8 Village. There he is. Okay. There you go. It's yeah. weird. I can hear you guys, and everything's fine on my end. No, nothing's wrong. So. You froze, man. It was smile of the year. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you were in a pageant. <laughs> <laughs> but she's a little uneasy with with any Resident Evil thing. Uh, after I put her in that uh, kitchen demo in VR, and yep. once it got to the once it got to the point where she could like hear and see like the arm coming <laughs> coming around. <laughs> She she just like oh, stood oh, there. Oh. She stood there and was all tense, and she just kept going. My eyes are closed. I'm not. I'm not looking. I'm not gonna look. So, um, too funny. But uh, I I had a lot of fun with that. That was that was pretty cool. Um, I did finish uh, Ratchet and Clank, uh, that PS4 update. Nice. Um, they changed it to where the original villain. 
technically is just kind of uh, this uh, scapegoat for like the real villain and it turns and 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 then you have this this different boss fight i actually with as much bullshit as was in the original fight in the original game i honestly preferred that ending a little bit more to the ending in this game as as right, far as you like get to keep your you get to keep your retro card i was getting ready to take it from you just were you, as, were you like a fucking referee in a, in a football match <laughs> But in just in the the original boss fight, I felt it was more like like I said, even though it was more bullshit, I feel like it was more challenging, more rewarding kind of thing. Um, the ending was still good. I still I still like the way that the game ended. And overall, I, I still felt the story was pretty good. Um, but the original still holds its own place. So, right. Um uh, they can stand independently of each oh, other. Oh yeah, yeah. And still, I'm, gosh, I can't wait until Rift Apart comes. Um, day one for me. That's probably my next day one PS5 title. Easily, easily. Um, let's see. We continued playing uh, Nac Two. Um, <laughs> as, as one should. <laughs> Our weekly Nac Two update. So. Because I'm sure Mark Cerny's looking on there. was like, well, there's somebody playing it right now. We can make it three. This, there's obviously demand out there for this. And he's like, he's doing the Leonardo DiCaprio. It's like, <laughs> it's those fuckers that yeah. noticed I had the bio computer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. And then if you listen to last week's ep- episode when I called it uh, painfully mediocre. <laughs> you, you, broke the, you broke that man's heart. Yeah. That could so, have been the episode title if it weren't for the, uh, the, the good one that we went with. It could so, have been painfully <laughs> mediocre. Nac two is not painfully mediocre. Nac two is actually pretty damn good. Much improved. Yes. Um, the combat is 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 fleshed out a lot more. Um, I told you there's this like kind of upgrade tree kind of kind of going. Um, I said that you know there aren't any super moves. It's just like uh, a Super Mario star, like this giant crystal pops up in the middle of this area. You'll sometimes go into and you hit it and you just super powerful attacks yep. and it's almost like you're invincible. Well, as you keep going, you do unlock um, super moves. If you find these certain hidden areas, cause that's something that carried over, um, which I hadn't even talked about in the first one is you find those little secret areas and um, <laughs> you are and Cesar. Hard, are they hard to find or are they like, Entry level um, game are hard to find. These are actually a lot easier to find. These are not as hidden as they were in the original game. Okay. Like nowhere near. Um, where you're sitting there trying to punch every wall, seeing what's breakable, what's not. Um, which, you know, I, I enjoyed that about the first one. How uh, people that played the game um, on your friends list, you could see what they got, and you could trade if you know if you wanted to. Um, the items because you you know the secret items to where you could build certain little things or um, what were they like, like the secret little gems and and stuff and you could trade out or uh for for different rarities there. This one it right. still does the same thing. Um, the items you can get and the um gadgets you can build are not technically, I guess, as integral. Because the first one very much was built on 
some of them are rare. Some of them, you know, you might get the same part over and over and things like that. And it, it was made really to get you to play through the game multiple times. Right. They wanted you uh, to go back through and find everything. And not only that, it's, like you got this one and it helps you find secret areas you get this one and it upgrades your super meter and this one it's literally like um it might help your defense or this one um another one may um make it to where if you fall off a ledge it's a teleporter so you'll pop back up to right before you fell off the ledge without technically dying and you can use that you know a couple of times um Another thing they added, uh, which I hadn't touched on in Act 2, was uh, uh, quick time events. Um, so they, you Yay. know, kind of... <laughs> I know. But uh, Go on. it's honestly, it's kind of fun with uh, with two players because um, both Nacks combine right before you go into a quick time event or um, certain areas where you have to, like, lift something heavy and it becomes, like, this button-mashing match between the two people. And it'll have the the button symbol on either side of the screen and both players press at the same time to see who gets there first. And, you know, your color might take the other players. And so most of the time I'm a bit faster than my son. But every time he, you know, gets one, he's like, yeah, I did it. You know, Ooh, Brant, let him win. <laughs> but sometimes he's just like, how did you do it so fast? Because I'll just whoop right over. Um. But then there was, uh, we as we were playing and going through, we got to this one section um, where there was, uh, you jumped into a tank, and I was not expecting that. There's, it's, you're driving this tank, and uh, it's a level very... like that in the first one. I thought, no. I thought I remembered something like that. Uh, I don't no. remember. Was there any vehicles in the first one? Vehicle no. levels? I didn't think so. Right? No. Huh. This this one, it's literally. I mean, you you still fight some of the tanks and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden they get to this one section and Nack just goes and sees this open tank goes and runs and jumps in it. And then no, all of a sudden, Nack. It's, no, it's Nack, no, don't do that. <laughs> You're in it. And it's actually, it was so satisfying. It was so good. So well done. And, uh, even with two players, you know, you have one player that, um, kind of controls uh, directional and like a charge attack. And then the other player is controlling the actual gun and firing it and stuff on the tank. So it, it it's broken up really well for two players. It, it, it played really well. It, you know, um, and it's super satisfying just to mow over enemies or, you know, blow up giant things. And so um, we had a lot, a lot of fun with that. Um, we just got to this part in the story where, this, I guess it's supposed to be like kind of the 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 big reveal or the big uh, uh, big turning point of the game where a character that you've been working with that you think is on your side all of a sudden turns heel and they have their own agenda. Because um, I, I told you, you you were working, you were trying to figure out there were these robots that were waking up and they used to be like these ancient goblin robots. And so you're working to stop them from waking up. You found out who was controlling them, what they were trying to do. You found the control center. Okay. You, you hunted it down. You were working right. with this new character. And then all of a sudden he goes, Oh no, I it's all about who controls the robots. I want to control the robots. Cause I want to do my own thing. Ah. So, 
And it's honestly from, yeah, it's honestly from like the first time you meet this guy, you're like, I don't think I can trust this guy. So it really, <laughs> that again, the, the non reveal reveal. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. You're looking around, everybody, you're looking around like nobody's looking with you. You're like, I know this is going to end up bad. And everybody's just looking ahead like, yeah, this, this guy, this guy sucks. Nobody, yeah, this, nobody. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, yeah, this, this seems legit. No, come on. Holy shit. Come on. <laughs> but follow but him. Then, also, he abandons us on this island. And it's just Knack and uh, the kid, and they're like, they're just abandoned on this island now, and they stay there for about a month before they finally try to figure out a way to get off the island. And they they stay on training and leveling up. Literally, they're just like, oh, somebody will come for us, and then nobody does. Well, I guess we got to do something. And then there's this weird little montage with them moving around and getting parts and stuff and building, building so a. You uh, have me a montage. I might be interested in this game now. Uh, I love a montage. But literally, like it, it, it went from like a month later, and then they built this plane, and it, you know, it shows them doing this little montage, and then it says four months later. So they spent five months on, on this damn island, and my, uh, my biggest concern is okay. From how that character looks now and what where the story's going, it seems like it's going back to the beginning of the game when I told you that you're in the city and shit's going down and all that. But I'm pretty sure that at the beginning it said like a few weeks ago. And then <laughs> it jumps back to, you know, the story like starting the actual story of the game. Like mm-hmm. So wait a minute, how was it a few weeks ago if I just spent like half a year on this damn island? Training, <laughs> fighting so, each other, montaging. To, so what you need to do now, uh, Brent, is be the only person out there who writes an actual book about the lore of uh, Nack. Oh no. And the development cycles, and just just be that guy. Brant's Nack fan fiction he publishes. Uh, oh gosh. <laughs> uh, published by Boss and, Battle Books. <laughs> but yeah, I, w- I would say, again, that probably the... <laughs> The weakest thing about Nack 2 is probably Nack the story. That's, that's your episode right there. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it's, yes. not, it's not going to be Brant's Nack fan fiction. Somebody's uh, going to search it but like looking for real fan fiction. They're like, what the fuck is this podcast? Maybe I should listen. Maybe this whole episode is about Nack fan fiction. This is what I wanted. This is the only search item that came up. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll post my Nack fan fiction in the um, Nack subreddit. Holy shit. <laughs> They have to wait an hour and 45 minutes for the neck part. <laughs> hey, he got to it. There, there were six months on the island, and you know, stuff happens there. Fan fiction. There we go. We got the setting set. <laughs> the montage. <laughs> Just a boy and his neck on the island. Oh, man. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> oh, gosh. What's that? What's the? I can't even remember that name of that book. Where it's the the old man and the boy and they're stuck, they're stranded on that island and, uh, oh my gosh, you had to read it in school. Sounds like a black stallion, but it was a horse instead of no, a it wasn't. Oh, gosh, <laughs> it's, it's, gonna, it's gonna drive me crazy. <laughs> Why I never, I never ever in my life sit there and thought about a movie like, well, it was a movie I missed and it was a black stallion that popped up. Black stallion, black <laughs> stallion's a good ass story. You need yeah, to read the black stallion. It's not something like I, I can talk. I mean, I think about the book, but I never think about the fucking movie. I'm sitting there like thinking about Old Yellow or something like that. Oh my what? Black Stallion's a fucking classic. <laughs> it's so good. The book's good. The movie's the movie's right. good. I think they just remade it. All right, Brant. What what uh, movie is it? What you're thinking about? Is it a book with a, a character and an old man on an island? 
Yeah, it's a it's a book. I, they may have made a, a movie fantasy. adaptation. Are they in prison? No, because you were close to counting Monte Cristo. <laughs> so, that was my uh, it's 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 something that's gonna bug me. I'm gonna have to look it up. Who? Who says her? Isn't there an Iron Mask in that movie too? For the amount. Uh... Same author. That's Alexandre Dumas. He also did uh, uh Three Musketeers. Which one? Which movie was a good one? There's so many of them. The Disney one with uh. Charlie Sheen. Uh, yeah, and Kiefer Sutherland, <laughs> and uh, Tim Curry. That's a dope ass movie. I'll die on that hill. That's the best iteration <laughs> of Musketeers. Did and Chris see, O'Donnell. Did you see the one with Milia Jovovich with like the flying airships? I'm like, what the fuck am I watching no. a Final Fantasy movie? <laughs> <laughs> the airships are flying, man. <laughs> I watched a preview for it, and uh, Orlando Bloom was the bad guy. I was like, I don't know about this. I believe he was, was a like fucking a good guy. Parts of the Caribbean. I was like, he looks like somebody would be in that movie. Yeah, it was that era, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. The, the, okay, never mind. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> the the book. The, up so finish. <laughs> the book. The book I was thinking about is by Theodore Taylor. It's called The K. The K. The I K. I recognize that cover. I never read that book. I I remember having to read it in like middle school or something. Ah. Uh, did you enjoy the K? <laughs> uh I Brent think so. The K. It's. it's Knack the K. Knack the K. <laughs> the Knack. The Knack. Oh, God. Uh, oh, God. Too no. many Knack <laughs> jokes from last week, too. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're still enjoying that. I think we're chapter 9 or 10, and I just looked it up. Um, there's, like, 15 chapters, so we should hopefully finish it pretty soon. Uh, and that's another thing from Knack 1 to Knack 2, that this one does better. This one's a lot better paced. I remember the chapters in Knack 1 just kind of dragging. And because you'll be on chapter 4, but they have all these sub chapters. So, you know, you keep playing and playing, and then you're like. All the real stories told in the sub chapters, man. We (laughs) all know that. Oh, but it's just like, you know, I'm on chapter 4.2, and then. You play and play and play, and then it's like, oh nope, I'm I'm still on four point, I'm four point four. You know, I thought I'd be on like five or six by now. You're on there, uh, you're on pulling up your web page, looking at how long to beat, and you're like, damn, this game is only eight hours. It feels like twenty. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Knack uh, Two, the story's still kind of eh, but um, overall, it's 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 a much better. Yeah, more right. You just described game. it to us. The story sounds fucking great. <laughs> it's crazy. It's yeah, montage. Fan fiction, six months on the island. Yeah, we need to know what happened exactly, you know, six yeah, months on the island. Montage. <laughs> Fuck, I love fucking montages. <laughs> montages and heists. If it's a, oh, if it's a montage of multiple heists, that's ours in. Holy shit, if I can get a fucking montage of some bullshit I have to deal with every day and I just play some music and I'm at the end of it, I'm like, oh, that was fun. <laughs> Glad we got there. I'll do that for fucking 12 years. <laughs> uh, and then the... The last thing I actually started playing this this past week was uh, uh, Infinite Infinite Second Son. Ah, I I popped that back in. Um, gosh, I love my order poster motivated you. Yes, I I loved this game. Um, this this was gosh one of my favorite games, uh, especially early games PS4. It was like the offer. first PS4 game. 
Um, I had like a few weird like graphical pop-ins uh, with this on PS5. Huh. Um, just jumping, you know, jumping around and 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 stuff. It was, it would just have like a weird like flash. Um, but other than that, it, it plays really smooth. It looks really good. Um, the way that the main character Delson like jumps is really weird because he's just like ah, you know. <laughs> He's he's does like this weird hop with his and has his hands out kind of like claws and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and his na- name Delson always made me think of Delsum, like cough syrup. So, oh. Um. But uh, it's like they went super hipster with the Seattle beanie. Yeah. Name thing. Space but space needle yeah sure mariners i've got I've there was a space needle in that fucking game and there was yeah you yeah. i just climbed i just climbed the damn space yeah needle. i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about oh <laughs> uh, uh but yeah yeah i got to the point part where you know i've got my powers you know he's fig- he's found out that he can absorb powers and i got my smoke powers i um Went through the whole beginning bullshit and that um, weird uh, the the militant lady showed up to try and question me. I realized that I not the tall man, our lady. Yeah, I I started a uh, infamous playthrough on this, a bad playthrough, and I guess never finished it. So I went ahead and just decided I'd do a whole uh, bad decision only playthrough on this. Um, so, uh, going through and just haphazardly killing anybody and, and, and doing all this stuff, uh, got through Seattle, um, or got to Seattle, started taking out some of the, um, militant people that have, you know, taken over the city. Um, <laughs> another thing that's really funny is I, and I completely forgot about it, the, uh, the spray paint sections, where you turn your controller sideways, shake it up like a spray can, and, oh, and do the graffiti. <laughs> the early DualShock 4 days. <laughs> I thought that was so cool when, it, uh, when I did it on PS4. You, I don't know. Did you play Lair with us? I mean, I don't think, Lair, uh, oh, I don't gosh, think you know. No. <laughs> As I die. Motion gaming's the future. Uh, but there was even one section where I went and did one right outside of uh, one of these bases where all the military guys are. And so I start doing it. And then all of a sudden I see, cause it just, uh, for anybody that hasn't played this game, there's these little spray paint sections because he's like a graffiti artist. Technically. Um, if you enjoy that, then, then let me tell you about a game called concrete genie. Oh mm, yeah. We'll that. get to that. But, uh, <laughs> a couple days from now. Uh huh. But uh, so like there's these sections where you can go and uh, you'll tag uh, the area. And so he usually does like three different colors of spray paint. And so he throws up a piece of cardboard with a little bit of a cutout on it. And you don't quite see what it is. You spray paint it one color and then he throws up another and spray paint it again with another and then throws up the last one to do the uh, to do the last color to you know kind of reveal um, the art. And then he finishes it up and kind of stylizes it based on um, what kind of playthrough you're doing, whether it's you know heroic or infamous. Oh, um, cool. I didn't know it uh, 
like change the way it looked based off of that? Uh, slightly. Um, but just so enough I go, of that where it respects your decisions. You know, you're not getting yeah. this. You're he's not going through this part of the game, and you're just like, I don't think that matches the character. So even just a subtle instance of okay, this this falls in line with what I'm doing. I like when stuff like that clicks. And, yeah, and this. To add to that, and I don't mean to interrupt him before I forget, you ever play Silent Hill Downpour? There's mm. there's a whole bit when you uh, you get off the you break out of the prison bus and um, the cop she's chasing after you, and there's a there's a bit where you ask you, do you want to save her or don't? Yes or no? I was like, yeah, I'll save her, and then she falls down anyways. I'm like, why give me the choice? I was <laughs> right. like, why is that there for? I, I chose yes. I try to save her, and she died anyways. I'm like, all they right, didn't cool. respect your decision <laughs> at all. Yeah, my choices didn't matter. And that that's something that the infamous games did did pretty well um, was, you know, letting you be either good or evil. And uh, I mean, the majority of the cut scenes are going to stay the same, but they do change a lot of these key moments and interactions with a lot of these characters. Like even um, the old woman at the beginning that, you know, you can tell that Delson has this kind of relationship with her where she lets him kind of slide and get away with a lot of shit and already uh i remember the interaction being a little bit different between him and her and already she's seeing kind of he's not such a nice person and she'll you know because you'll have characters call you on your cell phone and talk to you and he just keeps blowing her off uh so far that's cool she's calling she's yeah, she's she's calling you, and he's just like, I'm blowing, you know, sorry, I can't talk. And then she calls again. You hung up on me. What, you know, and blah. He's like, sorry, I'm, you know, I'm busy. I'm doing, you know, blah. It's awkward. So, it's so hard for me to play games like that. <laughs> but um, so I I go to do this graffiti outside this this giant militant base uh, that they got going, and I throw up the first piece of cardboard, and he starts spraying, and then all of a sudden I throw up the second piece of cardboard, and I see this dude with his gun like slowly creep into the frame, <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> and so <laughs> I I spray, and he's just standing there off to the side like this, and so I go to throw <laughs> I go to throw up the third one, and he moves across the screen with his gun pointed at me. Just watching me graffiti. Awesome. <laughs> and then I, I finish it and he's, you know, all framing up and looking at it and he does this little voice line and then all of a sudden immediately the music starts up and like like they start shooting at me and everything. I thought it was pretty hilarious. Brant broke the game. That's when it's that's when it's at its best. Mm-hmm. But uh I'll probably I'll I will i will probably play that uh Maybe a little on and off. I know uh, I talked about it earlier how I want to, especially after playing uh, the the Maiden demo, it got me in the mood to play more uh, horror games because I, I threw this in and I played it for maybe an hour or so. And after I put it down, I'm like, it didn't really scratch that itch. I still, I, I really do want to pop in Resident Evil Seven and yeah. and and play that. So, but uh, I I might throw that in sometime this week and try uh, try to get back into it. Yeah, yes. non VR, non VR this time. Join me, fight the mold spores. Let's go, destroy fight the mold, mold spores. Use, find the bleach pump, pump bleach on there. Use the scrubber. 
<laughs> mold away. Um, but other than that, uh, yeah, I think that was it. That's our news. That's our games played. Uh, are we going to start adding any more segments? Maybe some aluminum and aspartame in the near future. I'll, I'll look tomorrow. I got to go. I got to go to work tomorrow. So I'll look. Make Brant drink some coffee. Brant froze again. No, <laughs> no, he's Looking. not. No. <laughs> he's like this. He's just thinking. Deep in thought and about drinking coffee. Saying, like, do I really want to do this? Like, I just I'll do it, I'll do it for the I just show. saw the uh, I just saw the tweet where PlayStation Plus Japan gets uh, a fourth game. They're they're getting Bloodstained. Bloodstained. Yeah. And uh it looks like they are only getting the PS5 version of Control Ultimate Edition. It's very specific. I wonder why they would shoehorn them into that. Don't know. Who knows? We'll find out. Yep. Update next week. Tune in next week to find out. Uh, thank you. Do you guys have anything you want to add? I cut everything off. Uh, no. I mean, what do we got this week? Nothing. Outside of, uh, me and Brant's, uh, ReZero comes out on Friday. Mine already shipped. Oh, so yeah. be here Friday. Mine, in, mine has shipped as well, yeah. So expect a review, a preview, a games played of ReZero next week, hopefully? Possibly. It, it, it depends. A lot of people on Twitter are like, uh, I, I, I'm digging the visual novel part, but they didn't show any of the actual gameplay part. We got to get to the, they call it adventure mode or whatever it is. So they've never, I don't think they've ever gone to detail about that. So I guess it depends on how bad that is any good or if it sucks ass. So, right. Cause some people don't want to do that mundane shit and they, so they try to go through the story. So tune in next week to find out if it sucks ass. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us this weekend. We'll see you next week. Uh, Bye. Adios. See you.